You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to the world of tomorrow. Welcome to Blurred Vision, your window into the world of all things geek. Wait, I'm gonna do this with my radio voice. Movies, TV, or news, we talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with. I don't know if that's a radio voice. That's, that's a radio voice. That's more of an announcer. Old time radio. Yeah, well, yeah old time radio. <laughs> hey guys, this is Michael and coming together. to you. What? From West Orange, New Jersey. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> and together we are Blurred Vision. <laughs> Blurred Vision. <laughs> Boom, down. We are Blurred Vision. What the fuck is that? It's our rock song. We need a theme song. <laughs> it sounds like a weird 80s rock version of our like our theme song. I was thinking, hero can save us. I'm not going to stand in the way. Okay, I don't ever want a Nickelback <laughs> intro for this podcast. <laughs> blurting us, blurting us, blurting us. We are the Blur Vision Podcast. You better not listen to anything else. I'm going to kill you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Violence. <laughs> Alright, well, this week in Blur Vision, we have a jam-packed episode of things I haven't watched, like the Young Justice episodes, because apparently they did, they did release three in a row. Like, I, guess that is a th- I guess that is a thing. I guess that, but <laughs> I didn't think that was actually going to be a thing. <laughs> what a weird release schedule, right? Like, yeah. what is that simulating? It's not like if it was released normally. I guess they want to make it like netflix but then not like netflix. a little bingeable yeah. like you can binge little pieces at a time binge light why not just make like the episodes diet, diet coke diet binge but then why not just make the episodes like 45 minutes or something like why why that's, that's you call it, it's too much okay it's <laughs> too much work fuck logic uh we also have escape room michael finally saw it the horror movie of 2018 2019. 2019. What year is this? <laughs> like, what you, Where are we? <laughs> the world of tomorrow. <laughs> um, and the Seven Deadly Sin movie, Prisoners of the Sky, on Netflix. That was a thing that happened. Escanor. And I guess it's kind of like a lead-in to another show that I mean, it's coming out with the movie soon. The Broly movie for Dragon Ball Super. That comes out Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you seeing it? Like day of? We should see it together. No, I'm gonna be working. Oh fuck. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna see it by myself. A grown ass man and push a little kids in the theater. I'm pretty sure you're not gonna be the only one. It's gonna be mostly grown ass men. That's true. My academia did have a lot of adults. Yeah. Mostly adults, actually. I I don't think I see I seen like a couple of kids. That's true. Okay, you're right. I won't be the only loser. <laughs> but I'm hoping the Super Broly movie is gonna be better than what the Seven Deadly Sins movie was. But we'll get into. That I haven't seen any. It. I haven't seen any reviews for it. For Broly, yeah. I basically know what the whole movie's about. They've like spoiled that movie so terribly online. Oh, well, I haven't watched anything. 
You haven't seen anything? I haven't watched anything. So you don't know who fights Broly at the end? I don't know anything about this movie. How is that possible? Do I follow the wrong Instagram accounts? <laughs> Apparently you do. I follow like DBZ fan pages and I like the, just well, I don't follow those page pages. Well, like just the main trailers spoiled a lot of the movie. It's not even them. It's just they're reporting on the trailers and the trailers spoiled everything. I didn't even watch the trailers. What the fuck? <laughs> I hate the internet. <laughs> I know which things to stay away from. I'm like so less excited for the movie. I'm, I'm, I am excited because it, it looks phenomenal, like just the animation and stuff. But I'm less excited because I know the entire plot. Like even what I think is the major surprise of the movie, it was spoiled in the trailers. Thanks a lot, Toho. Is that who makes it? Who the hell is Toho? Oh. I'm thinking about Godzilla. Toei? Toei, there we go. I am thinking about Godzilla because you didn't watch it because why would you? But I watched Godzilla Planet Eater on Netflix. I'm going to give a little rapid fire review for that. No, I didn't watch that. You didn't miss nothing. <laughs> Giant monsters continuing to disappoint me over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> when Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out, he um, will be disappointed. <laughs> it's got to be better than this movie. Like the entire, tr- this, is, this is a part, this is the last movie of a trilogy and every single installment has disappointed me. The bar is so low. So then why do you keep watching? Because <laughs> it's Godzilla. Make, and it's, make and your it's, own Godzilla movie. And it's easily accept- accessible because it's on Netflix. That's the only reason. Say make my own. I've, what kind of budget? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> do what they did with Star Wars. They had like a practical like toys and stuff and they just manipulated the camera to make it look like. That'd be the saddest thing. <laughs> Watch. It's a 30 year old man. Plays yeah, action figures. Get a Godzilla action figure <laughs> and manipulate the camera. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> You know what's so sad? Or use your cats. You know what's so sad? What? Goblin Slayer. In a different way. In a different way. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know what else? You know what else is sad? You. Yeah, actually. <laughs> if you've been following me on Instagram, if you've been looking at my stories, I've been binging Black Clover, the black stepchild of all shown in anime. That the internet's been telling yeah, me I saw is great. It. I saw it. You're like, oh, I finally like it. I'm like, good for you because I'm not doing it. Dude, I- I'm not even going to sit here and tell you to watch it. I'm just going <laughs> to give you my quick thoughts about it. Especially as you're talking about, oh, it took 46 episodes. I'm like, what the Hey, f-? hey, hey, hey. 49. <laughs> 49 episodes oh, to get good. Even even worse. <laughs> I'm just so confused by that. Like, I'm, I, It literally became a point where I was like, wait, do I like this? What, what's happening right now? <laughs> Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. I was just about Who to knows? say you got Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> You were sitting for so long. <laughs> 50 episodes worth. How many hours is that? Lots. But yeah, we'll get into all that stuff. When we I'm get like, that's it. even worse than the whole agents of shit. Yeah, yeah, just spend, watch 13 episodes. After 13 episodes, you're, you're going to get into it. No, yeah, Agents of Shield is way better. <laughs> at least more consistent, at least. But uh, we'll get into that stuff. But first, we've got iTunes reviews. No, we don't. We don't have iTunes reviews, actually. Oh. Okay. If it's possible, the iTunes app has gotten worse. Like, I, I honestly, there's no rhyme or reason to the order. Like, whether the beginning of the list or the end, there's no set order of, like, what the reviews are anymore. That's I don't a, understand. That's the theme for 2019. You say your love for Giant Mantra has gotten worse. Instagram has gotten worse. Oh, God. Yes, Podcast app has gotten worse. The government is currently shut down. Man, this year is starting off gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, guys, leave your iTunes reviews. Just someone leave one just so I can tell that this thing's still working. Because I, I honestly, the first review here in the list is one from December 7th. That's not right. That's What? <laughs> yeah, that's not right. Yeah, then it jumps back like months prior to like October if I scroll down. So like, I don't get it. But yeah, leave a review. We'll read it on the podcast, you know, every week. 
yada yada helps the podcast rankings all that good stuff you know the drill um we've got emails but you want to hold or off or do you because remember every episode is it's someone's first episode someone's first episode alright Stanley <laughs> Excelsior um but yeah guys do that for us it'd be a big help you want to do emails now or you just want to wait might as well there's no reviews okay should write into emails and we have no emails what how'd you, you know I was kidding I was like what are you doing <laughs> What are you doing, guys? <laughs> no why one's are we record, Why are we recording this show? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to well. Well, our first email comes from our MVP, Xavier Sutton. Hello again. First of all, I'm glad that I helped Jordan with the podcast getting blocked situation. That was the Into the Spider-Verse issue where Sony flagged us for using ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, he says honestly I thought you forgot that I told you about it so I was happy that you didn't and yes the Polar Express is my favorite Christmas movie doesn't mean it is a good movie though lol <laughs> well, at least he knows yeah. uh, also I wasn't sure if I was clear on the Titans news in the last email you sounded a little confused but the reason the finale of Titans felt like a penultimate episode was because it was originally the penultimate episode, and the actual finale was going to be, or is going to be, the first episode of season two. Oh, did you know that? Yeah, why they do Fucking that? Fucking news guy? What? What the hell, man? Xavier's doing your job for you. Well, shit. <laughs> Let me give up my chair, then. No, I didn't <laughs> know. Clearly. Yeah, why would they do that? That's stupid. It's very like the. the I mean, I guess it it makes for an exciting first episode. For season two, does it though? Because then it, may, but it also makes for a flat first season finale. Yes, maybe they waited and was like, you know what, our our season two episode one episode is really whack, so let's cut our losses and make the finale of season one the first episode for good ratings. Especially because I was thinking, I was because I was thinking the other day, I was like, all that talk about the Titan season finale. You know, the reveal of Starfire, the reveal of Raven, getting their comic accurate costumes. I'm like, oh, that yeah. never happened. Yeah, those screenshots that leaked of them so like, in those it new almost, outfits. It almost kind of makes it not, not the racism aspect of it, but it also but it makes me just feel like the, the hate for Starfire's look was kind of justified. It's like, oh, don't worry, guys. Once you get to the reveal, it's going to be great. You're going to be eating crow. I mean, not kind of. It was justified. <laughs> I'm completely on board that, with that. That's why I said on it. My, not the racism aspect of it. but Oh, yeah, of course not that. But, yeah, the complaint is definitely valid, especially since they didn't do anything with their fucking character design the entire season. Entire season. The only thing, even the flashbacks. The only, thing that ha- the, only thing that, the only thing that happened was in the, the dream episode, which wasn't even real, she had straight hair. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's why I said it wasn't real. <laughs> she had straight hair. Yeah, and even in the, the flashbacks when she was in the alien ship. She still, she still had curly hair. hair. Like she's wearing a wig in space. No, it almost looked like she had the same outfit on. <laughs> she did actually. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, what was you? Li- you lied to me. Why are you always lying? <laughs> Tamaran just has really weird fashion choices. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Xavier finishes off by saying, "Hopefully, I will get a job soon so I can be part of the Patreon members." That's all I have to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Thank you, Xavier. Yeah, man, can't wait to have you as part of the patreon fam so like have you seen uh what? cutesy pie her starfire cosplay cutie pie sensei 
Whatever her name. Yeah, Cutie Pie. Well, if you're going to say the name, like, you got to say it right. Otherwise, like, if I didn't know, I'd be like, who? <laughs> Cutie Pie. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, Cutie Pie Sensei. She did a Starfire cosplay. Yeah, she's, and, like, she's stupid fine. She's still, you can still see she's brown. Like, she's yeah. a black girl. Oh, yeah. But she, like. Oh, yeah, no, she's the prime example of, like, cosplay doing it better than the show. So like, like, she's the best example, I think. So I'm like, if they want to lean into the fact that she's a black actress, you can still do that. But she still has orange over, like, I don't know. She highlighted her face with orange. Like, I don't know what she did. I think it might be Photoshop. Well, they could do that in the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, that looks freaking, she looks great. Damn, she's fine. <clears throat> okay. I hope she's listening. <laughs> Slide in my DMs, girl. She's married. What? She is? It says on her page, wife. Okay. Uh, husband of Cutie Pie Sensei, hopefully you're not listening. Do not beat me up. I was only joking. <laughs> He's going to come after you. Hey, I, was, I was a fan of you until now. <laughs> Our next email comes from Daryl Roberto. New season, new possibilities. Sup, Blurds? Okay, so last week I said the doctor that Shigaraki... Oh, this is all... Th- these emails are all clarification emails I'm seeing. <laughs> okay, so last week I said the doctor that Shigaraki talked to... I meant to say the doctor that all for one talked to. The kid had a wing quirk. Georgior almost had it. Georgior? Is this a new nickname I'm not aware of on, in the group chat? What's happening? <laughs> Georgior? Georgior? I don't, I don't know. I had an ex-girlfriend that called me Jor. That's weird. <laughs> Sarah, is that you? <laughs> Did you re- rename yourself Daryl? Not Jorel. No. No. Why? Jor. I should do like that. I'm going to make someone say that next time. <laughs> Call me Jorel. No, that's our ship name. That's a ship name? Oh, Michael. Oh, I yeah. see. Jorel. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you see what he's saying? The doctor that all for one talked to. I guess he means at the end of the episode, at the, at the end of the fight, right? Is it what we mean? There's, there's a doctor, right? I was I don't remember this doctor. Like, I'm thinking after the All Might fight when he was in prison, did he talk to a doctor? Am I remember that? Or was it just All Might? You talking about when he went to visit him? Yeah. Was it just All Might that spoke to him? I think All Might spoke to a secu- looked like a security guy. No. To let him into the prison. So there was never a doctor I spoke to. All I don't Might. remember. I don't remember a doctor. So I still don't. We still don't know. Yeah. Oh my God. Even with the clarification, <laughs> we're still stupid. <laughs> um, But I do know what he's talking about now with the the winged. Yeah. Uh, I saw. I saw. Yeah. I saw the meme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. That's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's confirmed, so it's true. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, a new season of anime has started. I know BGCG doesn't like kids. Oh, it's you. Yeah. Black, Black gay, gay comic. comic. Yeah. Like, BGCG? What the hell is that? <laughs> but The Promise, Neverland, Sci-Fi Mystery Dark is a pretty big adaptation starting. And if you want something a little lighter, Evil Laugh, try The Rising of the Shield Hero. Adventure action also has video game elements. Dororo, a shogun, makes a deal with demons who takes his newborn kids' organs. What? Yeah, Rashan sent me a message. What? Like, he's like, yeah, if you're looking for a new anime since Goblin Slayer is over, check out Dororo. A shogun makes a deal with demons who takes his newborn kids' organs? What kind of premise is that? He, what? Didn't, he didn't tell me what it was about. He just said, check out, check it out. And then what? He has demon organs? Like, what is, is that what the show's about? Devil Man Cry Baby all over again. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, weird. But the first episode was dope. Okay. <laughs> uh, I plus Ultra. Can we get a mini review from BGCG on Seven Deadly Sins? Yes, you can. Today, in fact. Um, 
Oh, it's continued. He says, in regards to my last email, I know y'all aren't a anime podcast, but maybe you could sample them and pick which you like to fill out the anime corner. I peace. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking the demon organs, if anything, yeah. <laughs> just because that's fucking weird. The ro ro, the ro ro ro. Um, da, 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 da. let me see. Next email comes from Jamal DeMarco. More anime recommendations. This is a very anime-heavy podcast. Hey, guys. Long-time listener here, and I just wanted to drop off a few anime recommendations from the upcoming winter season. First and probably the biggest is The Promised Neverland. Well, once again, we are hearing about this show. Uh, It recently premiered on the first episode of Crunchyroll, and literally everyone was talking about it. I have never heard of that. Yeah, I've never heard of it. (laughs) Not us, I guess. We're Uh, not hip. Yeah. Uh, As a reader of the manga, I can guarantee that this first season is some of the best stuff you'll ever see in an introductory arc of an anime. That's a bold claim. Okay, I'm interested now. You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Uh, It's about a group of orphans who find out that their orphanage isn't quite what it seems. The second recommendation is Dorororo. What is going on? Are you guys coordinating this? (laughs) I don't know much about it other than it's from the creator of Astro Boy, and from the first episode, it looks like it's going to be a great series. Apparently, these demon organs are fucking fantastic. <laughs> they, must, they must taste good, too. Oh, God. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime Video, and I can't really describe it without going into spoilers, but the story is great. I saw Amazon Prime. Yeah. I was like, I, what? Maybe I, I didn't see any Crunchyrolls. So maybe that's why. Uh, There's a lot of gore, demons, and a blind swordsman, so what's not to like, right? The last one I think is worth watching is Mob Psycho. Oh, I, I've tried that. It's from the creator of One Punch Man, and that's why I watch it. And it just started its second season on Crunchyroll. The first season is only 12 episodes, and it's 100% worth catching up on. That's probably a pun for the series because it's about uh, 100% did not, power. Did you not like it? You said you tried it. I watched like two or three episodes. Not really. I didn't. I couldn't get into it. Like, it's it's not like one punch it's it's got a similar visual aesthetic to one punch man a little bit um the animation's fucking crazy when it gets into like the action parts uh it's about like a psychic kid who uses psychic powers to defeat ghosts at least initially that's what it's about but it just i don't know i couldn't get into the characters i wasn't really feeling like the premise was interesting but like i don't know i guess maybe just mostly the characters and like there was no strong direction what the story was really gonna be about other than what the premise was it just seemed like it was about this psychic kid and a, and a consman who's pretending to have powers like him, and he's like the his mentor, which is kind of funny. But I'm not sure it's supposed to be like an action anime or a comedy anime. It's kind of in the middle of the road. Could be an action comedy. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. But I did hear good things about it. That's why I even checked it out in the first place. And its theme song is fucking amazing. This is the anime that counts up. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I wanted to thank you guys for your you both go beyond plus ultra in 2019. Sweet, Jamal. Thanks, Go row, 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 and what was the other one? Go Mamu and <laughs> the promise, the promise Neverland. Never there we go. Is Peter Pan in that? Uh, I assume so. <laughs> uh, yeah, we still never watched Sea Control. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that, <laughs> and we never will. 
We still never get a review for fucking uh, King's Game. Yeah, we never Remember did. Remember that? Where's Jamie at? Yeah, we're still waiting for Jamie. <laughs> yeah, one day she'll come back. Um, next email comes from Danny Villa Sr. Second email, serious question. All right, so I have a serious question. If Bond kills Meliodas to bring back Elaine, wouldn't Meliodas technically come back to life because of the curse he has on him? Bond would still have Meliodas, and then I understood that also, reference. Yeah, I was, just, I was literally about to say that. I'm like now you understand what he's talking about. <laughs> wow, Bond uh, would, would still have Meliodas, and then he would also get his lover. Right? Is this a thing that anyone has thought about? Am I losing sleep because of this question? <laughs> yes, I am. Anyways, just thought I'd ask since y'all all knowing. I mean, you're right. I never thought about that before, but I don't even think Bond knew that. Like they know. Bond didn't know Did that. Did Meliodas know that? I guess he has to. He right? has to. He has to. Yeah. Unless he loses his memory of being resurrected. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. So then, yeah, he just didn't tell everybody else. Hey, guys, by the way, if I die, I'm what? totally fine. But, but because of the curse, like, he dies, he comes back more evil. That's true. That's true. So he doesn't want them to know. Or at least he doesn't want to die. <laughs> he doesn't want to die. He yeah. And he doesn't want them to know that. Yeah. Because there's already kind of trust issues that they have with him, sort of, that when they found out he was a demon. Even in the movie, they're like, no one here is a demon. And I'm like, Meliodas is. <laughs> Why don't you mention that? Um, but I also think, like, the whole thing about if you kill Meliodas, Elaine will come back. That's on the premise that he stays dead, not he dies and comes back. Yes. Who cares? It doesn't matter. In the end, everything worked out. So you don't have to lose sleep anymore, bro. You're all right. <laughs> yeah, Lane's still alive. Yeah, rest easy, soldier. Well, well, she was. Wait, did she die again? Fully? No. I forgot. Remember, he's, they uh, made a pact that uh, he was going to go save Meliodas from that girl. And he was like, she was going to disappear if once once that happens. Yeah, she never came back after that? No. Oh. Good, because it was illegal. <laughs> it was not okay what Bond was doing. R. Kelly would not... Well, actually, he would be okay with it. R. Kelly would approve. That's not okay. I was going to say, she's still old, though. She's she still, has the body of a 10-year-old. She's 700. He's a grown, muscular man coddling a little 10-year-old girl body. It's not okay. Yeah, it's true. But it's anime, so... That's their thing. It's a it's weird thing. The same problem I have with fucking Meliodas and Elizabeth. I'm going to mention something Black Clover. I'm going to run it by you. And I know you... If you never wanted to watch Black Clover before this, you're going to be like, and this is a main character? Trust me, it's fucking weird. Like, Meliodas is a saint compared to this dude in Black Clover. All right? Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. picture that. <laughs> but Elizabeth warmed up to it. She was like, touch me again. Oh, yeah, she's into it now, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> but actually, on that note, speaking of Seven Deadly Sins... Stockholm Central. Uh, that that's actually it for emails. So let's just jump into some of our reviews for the week. Let's actually start with uh, Seven Daily Sins, Prisoners of the Sky. The pay and the pleasure all come together. There is no reason why. Um, yeah, so on Netflix, they've released this movie. I don't even know where it came out. I guess sometime last year. I, I think it came out this year. Oh, it did? Netflix released it, like, basically when it came out in yeah. Japan? 
Oh, well, okay. I don't know about Japan, but I'm talking about Netflix. I think it came out this year, like last week or so. Oh, well, yeah. I know it came out 2019 in America. At least on Netflix, I mean. I just mean when it actually got released. Oh, yeah. That, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and like every anime movie, it's filler. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes filler can be good. Look at the My Hero Academia movie, Two Heroes. That was actually I mean, my... but that's the technically... That was on my top ten list, okay? And yes, it was filler. It wasn't in the manga. But I'm saying, I think that's still technically counted for the world. Yes, but still filler. Something like, that wasn't part this, of the... I'm like, wait, what happened? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We're on the I, same page. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying... I thought all the seven deadly sins weren't together. <laughs> They're yeah. not all together. <laughs> I don't even know when this takes place. This is like Dragon Ball Z Syndrome where it's like... It's like almost an alternate universe because like when does this slot in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when does this actually happen in the continuity of the show? I mean, it has to be at the end of season two because they make it seem like the Ten Commandments are there. They fought. Meliodas has his full power. But as soon as Escanor showed up, it was basically a straight line to fight in the Ten Commandments and then Meliodas dying. Spoilers then, <laughs> for Seven Deadly Sins. And then he came back. So it was after he came back. So you mean? So you're saying after then, season two? I don't know, because he's not that evil. Exactly. So it's like, again, when does this take place? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for those that know our racism here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Uh, let's talk non-spoilers and jump into spoilers. And at the same time, I actually want to hear first what your thoughts about the anime in general were, because you were sidelined when I was having that conversation with one of our guests. Um, was it Juan? Was it Juan? Yeah, it was Juan. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you were sidelined while me and Juan were having that conversation about Seven Deadly Sins. So now we can hear what your thoughts about it were and how Escanor is your favorite character now, right? No, actually, I still my Bond is my favorite. <laughs> oh, character. I'm gonna drop kick you across <laughs> this fucking table. <laughs> what are you talking about? I like Bond. You like Bond, that Meli- pedophile? Meliodas. That's so weird. <laughs> You're, you have an issue with Meliodas because he finals his girls, but you're fine with the pedophile. <laughs> I, I'm not fine with the, with the action, but in terms of the character itself, like especially when uh, <laughs> he met his father, the Wolfman. Oh, yeah. I like that episode. Yeah, I like that episode, too. Bond's my Because, I, I mean, ultimately, yeah, Escanor is the most badass character, but in terms of like the character, I like Bond because he's loyal and like... Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Like... And he's best friends with uh, Meliodas. Yeah, he's yeah. best friend goals with Meliodas. Yeah, like, I like that. I'm just fucking with you. I like Bond, too. <laughs> so what did you think about Seven Deadly Sins overall, and what did you think about the movie? I mean, overall, uh, once I got over the whole Meliodas being a perv, <laughs> I, 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 enjoy, I, enjoy, I enjoy the show. Like, it's Dragon Ball Z, but with more story to me. It's fair. Where, like, a lot of things with Dragon Ball Z was just mostly based on the fights. <laughs> it's so funny. There's that's, so that's, little story in Seven Deadly Sins, but it's still more than Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a whole lot of story, yeah, but it's yeah. way. It's way more than Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball Z is just like, what villain is coming to town now? Got to level up. Yeah. Fight him. The end. <laughs> but this one, you know, save the kingdom and the demons and the demon realm and Meliodas being the demon king's son. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. Like, all of that is interesting to and me. And the characters are interesting. Other than just, It's not just Goku. You know yeah, what I mean? it's, not, it's definitely not just Goku. Like, I like pretty much all the seven deadly sins. But like I mentioned, Bond is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough... 
season two was definitely the weakest, but even then, I still kind of enjoyed. I'm still confused if that really is called season two or not. Those four episodes or whatever. Those are four. Yeah, yeah. I would say. What else would it be? I don't know. Because I'm like, it's a TV show structure, and it was the second part. But I don't. It felt. But that even season felt like filler. Yeah. To me, but it was it was cute. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I, I I really I really enjoy it. like the animation style. Mm. I, I, I like uh, the relationship between uh, Gil Thunder and uh, what's that guy's name? Rising Tornado. Oh, oh, the pink haired guy. Yeah, Gil, Gil Thunder is the pink haired guy, yeah. and the other guy, the blonde guy. Right? Wasn't that the blonde guy? No, he's not blonde. No, what was he? He's like brown haired, brunette. Oh, oh, the older looking guy. The one that the rising tornado. That's his power. Man, I don't remember the names of the attacks. <laughs> You don't fucking remember. At least I remember. How long ago did I watch Seven Daily Sins? At least I remember the attack is more important than the name no, to me. Sorry, that's that's more a, of a that's more of a, a signifier. The only attack I remember is Cruel Sun. <laughs> that's all I need to remember. Okay, <laughs> I remember all of them. Fool Counter. Oh, that was easy. Fox a Hunter. Absolute. You know what's weird? The f- Absolute. That kind. Why the fuck don't she do that shit all the time? There's a lot of things they don't do all the time. Like, like I was about to say, greed or greed. Bond, his feast powers, where he can literally just, which is such a cheap attack or cheap ability, he can just get as strong as who he's fighting. But he only really uses that against Meliodas. Yeah. I'm like, you should be as equal strength to anybody then, right? But no, only Meliodas. No, only Meliodas. <laughs> so weird. Because I don't know, they have that rivalry thing going on. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of moves. I'm like, why well, don't to do that all the time. Yeah, I didn't say Seven Days Since had the, like the best logic. <laughs> it just has badass moments. Yeah. So when Escort was introduced, like that was like what? Yeah. Who's who said this? Your your darkness is covering my sun. Who decided? Who, who decided that? that? <laughs> I was like, oh shit. But he was a little. He, <laughs> Overpowered. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Not even that. I'm talking about. I don't like his his regular human form. Oh, his I'm like, he's butler fucking form? annoying. His Alfred form? Yeah. Why? I'm like, he's fucking annoying. He's so meek and adorable. Exactly. He loves Merlin. He I'm, washes her feet. He's like, oh, you destroyed my bar. <laughs> I like him. Oh, girl. <laughs> but yeah, but overall, I really, I really enjoy it. I would give it a, uh, a high more than passable. Wow, that's actually really high for the whole series overall. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, so what would you give? Uh, what would you think about the movie then? Since that's a, that's very high, so obviously going into the movie, you're, you had high expectations, I assume. I did, and the movie I would give a low more than passable. That's still pretty high. A low more than passable. I would give it a low more than passable because I still enjoyed it, but it was definitely wow. it was definitely it was definitely filler, and I was like none of the I was like none of this stuff matters, but for what it is, I'm still having fun. I'm still having fun with it. When once we get to the next season, they're probably not going to mention any of this no, shit. Of course they aren't. <laughs> That's why I said they're not going to mention any of it. But for the movie, just taking the movie in a vacuum, I enjoyed it. Wow. Okay. You disagree based on <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much so. I mean, remember how last week I was like, I hope Escanor's in this movie a lot. No, he's not. No, it was basically it was basically Metalilla, but it's like it was the Goku movie. Like it was it's Goku syndrome where it fell back on the main character and a very and the reason why I'll give it I'll say right off the bat I'll give it less than passable and I give it less than passable because that's why I gave the example of My Hero Academia in the beginning of this review. I feel like that's a great example of a filler movie that actually ties into the source material in a way that actually elevates the source material. Like, it actually, it, it contributes to the main story in some way, even though it has no consequence moving forward. 
um, I think this is an example of one of the worst case scenarios for a anime movie where it's filler that has absolutely no consequence and doesn't tie into the anything relevant to the plot at all. Um, other than, hey, this main guy that we're fighting, you're you're on the level of the Ten Commandments, aren't you? Yes, I am. Even though no one's ever mentioned me or the things I do, <laughs> like it's one of those things. I was like, all yeah, right, I agree with they that. They introduce char- side characters, and they they do this in every anime filler movie where they introduce a character that's like secondary to the main character in some way, and like you the, you learn about their it's like a new village you have to learn about and a new society with different rules. You learn about this. it's like just my my academia. You see all the same kind of things, but I think where this movie failed and that movie succeeded is it had no substance. Like, it was just, like, a paint-by-numbers... It was a filler episode for 30 minutes, extended to an hour and a half. It's the same damn thing. And there was nothing that even stuck with me in terms of, like, an action sequence or anything. Like, I don't need Escanor to make, like, an amazing Seven Deadly Sins anything. Like, I don't need... I didn't need him to make the movie good for me. But I wanted something that was, like, cool or badass. And I didn't really have that. And I think Seven Deadly Sins, especially, is one of the best anime I've seen at making those moments. Like, you know what I mean? That's what, that's why I remember Escanor so well. That's why I remember when uh, Meliodas, remember when he teleported to the Ten Commandments just to be like, you don't want the smoke, yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and fucked up Gallant, whatever, with, like, one hit. And then it was just like, I just want to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Like, I feel like Seven Deadly Sins was good at having like a villain set a bar of power and then you root for the main character to actually be able to become stronger. Even though it was always an ass pull, the way they did it though was always exciting. And I feel like this movie didn't have that. It was just a generic... It almost felt like the villain of the end of season one again. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy that could possess demon powers or whatever, he fights the entire team mm-hmm. or the entire... Every main character basically. Yeah. 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 Like I said, this movie was definitely inconsequential. It had no bearing to the mythology or whatever the seven deadly sins is going to go going forward. Mm. But just like with most anime movies, for the most part, you always, you always know that most anime movies are always filler. None of them really are canon to the mythology. So based on that, like I was just like, eh, because even when it opened, I was like, wait, they're all together. But the last episode ended where they was just like, we need to get back together. We need to find a uh, king who went off back to the fairy world and Deanne. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but they're suddenly all in the in the in the board tavern. And I was like, wait, yeah, I'm confused. That's not what happened. But let so letting all of that go, I was just like, eh, I enjoy it because I'm like, this is the first time really that we've seen at least all in, together. Yeah, seen them all together, seen them all fight, and even that final uh. Their final ultimate move. I like that ultimate, the uh, the full counter. Oh, the bounce back and the all user powers. I did kind of like that, but that all uh, powers I've, combined. I've been spoiled though because I've seen things like that done better. Like in, like that reminded me a lot of um the Gurren movies. You haven't seen those. So you See, know what I'm I've talking never about. Seen those. But it's a similar thing where all the main characters combine their powers into a giant beam and they fly together and they defeat the main villain or whatever. Like I've seen it a million times. So I was just like, all right, that's all right. I think the biggest issue I have with this movie is that the characters themselves maybe that's why actually because I, I think the characters are the strongest part of Seven Deadly Sins but I feel like the characters are very muted in this movie like I, I'll keep going back to Escanor as an example because I like his character the best he just was there for like one-liners but not good one-liners not like not like the good Escanor like savage one-liners he does in the show it's more just like I'm strong and reminding the audience that my thing is pride every single line that's all he was there for and I feel like every character was kind of like that but it's also 
based on the premise of what this movie was setting up, since it is a movie and a movie has a, a centralized focus, and granted, that doesn't necessarily mean other characters get can can you can do, you could do a movie where it's a centralized focus and other characters still get a spotlight. But I feel like this movie wasn't necessarily about. Granted, it's still Seven Deadly Sins, but it wasn't necessarily about them. It was specifically Meliodas movie mm-hmm. that because of the whole thing about the uh what's the, what's his face the uh, dude that looks like him the guy that looks like him yeah. which i'm just like how do they not get that's not meliotis like i get if you're just like looking at a glance because yeah. even i said that i was like it kind of looks like meliotis but i know it's not yeah but the fact that they were actually talking to him and having full conversations what's and look, wrong with you captain yeah, what's, what's wrong going with you, on captain? i'm like all, all right like, guys <laughs> you don't get it you're all that dumb really really guys <laughs> Um. All right. So, I mean, is there anything spoilery you even want to talk about? I don't really have anything. I'm thinking about like, is there something I want to spoil in this? I mean, it's not really. It's not really anything to spoil. No. Because it's inconsequential. So there's nothing that really happens. Yeah. Basically, and that's what I was mentioning. It's like it's as generic as you can get. Like it's they introduce a villain. They introduce a village. The villain gets beaten, and there's no one that even dies. Like there's no consequences really. Right. Yeah, no, well, yeah, no one dies. I was going to say, no, the fo- no, he didn't. No, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's that anime thing where something that should kill you doesn't, and you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess you're fine now. Even the sword, I'm like, so that would be a cool sword to, to have keep, going- right? Yeah, to going forward. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with that now. Like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I did have a question, though. There was a moment, like, where the sky was just, like, completely dark. So I'm like, did the sun go down? How's Escanor still? Yes, I thank you for reminding me. Yeah, that was that moment that it got dark. Escanor is still like an Escanor. Yeah, I was like, how's he still powerful? The sun is gone, bro. <laughs> Do they not know how these rules work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted more. I don't know. I'm hoping this Super Broly movie is gonna not be like this. I'm hoping, and that does tie into the continuity of the show, so it it's gonna at least have consequence. But now, but also not, but now that I think about it, like going forward. The fact that they made Escanor so powerful, it kind of makes me go, where did they go from here? Like, But see, that's why... What's a th- what's really a threat to him? But that's why I, I, I like how Seven Deadly Sins would handle his character in the show, where they would always have a reason why he wasn't around. Like, they would juggle him plot-wise to not be in certain situations or have certain things happen at night where he can't help. I think they were always good about that in the show. But in a movie like this, where we just have everybody together, it's like... Why is everybody fighting? Why can't Eskimo just do it? <laughs> like, no, there was a moment he said the sun is almost, what he's like, it's almost, it's a late afternoon, but I still have a lot of power. Did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched the uh, sub. Oh, really? I don't remember that line. I watched the sub too. Was it even in dub? I'm saying that like there's a dub. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, all right. I watched the shit in sub anyway. Oh, no, actually I did watch. I've never watched, yeah, I've never watched the English version. Oh, I did. I like Eskador's voice in English. No, I don't. Yeah. I watched the first episode in English, and I was like, the pig's voice is annoying. I'm like, it is. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm oh, not. man, what's going on? Yeah, I'm like, I'm going back to the Japanese. <laughs> All right, well, if you don't want to get into anything spoilers, because there are none, <laughs> let's just move on. Well, I, well, I think the only uh, thing that I hope maybe, well, uh, maybe that they keep going forward is what they revealed about uh, the mother pig. Hawk's mom, who doesn't have a name, for whatever reason. What did they reveal? That she was the, like a god pig or whatever. I thought that was like just them their their weird village interpretation of their their god. 
Well, I mean, they revealed that it was kind of true because uh, when she was flying away, the the green, the dirt, uh, some of it came off her skin, and you saw the white. What? <laughs> that look away? Holy shit! I was like, you didn't see that? That's weird. Because <laughs> she's green in the show. Yeah, I'm the last. The last moment they're talking about how the pig, because they were like, oh yeah, she's a descendant of, she must be a descendant of Oshiro. And as a, uh, as Grant, the granny angel, as she's talking, you see uh, Mother Hawk flying away and the green, I guess it's dirt because, you know, she's always underground. Yeah. And some of it chips away. You saw the white okay, shine. Well, that's ridiculous. So it was, basically it was, it's implied that she was actually Oshiro. Okay, well, that's weird because, I mean, just the fact that thing was able to fight the strongest monster magic beast ever is all, was already like, what? <laughs> if that thing is that strong, why isn't that always the first move? I, said, I was like, why didn't she fight? I mean, but they kind of did that in the show. There was one moment where she fought or she absorbed somebody's uh, energy blast. Yeah, but why not all the time? Your house is a god. But you, say, you can make the same argument about Escanor. No, why but not? Escanor, there's sometimes where it's not, he's not around, or sometimes it's Well, sometimes dark. the pig's not around. The pig is a house. <laughs> they live in it. Or they live on her. Well, she she has to stay underground. Okay. <laughs> Do you watch um, pitch meetings on YouTube? I've been bitching them like crazy lately. No. Okay, well, it's a very funny premise where, like, They'll, they'll, it's, it's, it's the same guy, but he's like talking to himself. Like he edits it together, but he's pitching like movie ideas to a, uh, a writer pitching movie ideas to a movie executive or movie producer. And so, whenever things don't make sense, he's just like, because I didn't want it to. That's what this feels like. Like, wait, so the pig was a God and why does it, why does it help all the time? Because then the characters would be useless, <laughs> but it was like, it's a God, but then the characters would be useless. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. never mind. I mean, yeah. Stupid. That's just lazy writing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Um, Want to get into Escape Room? Okay. Let's talk Escape Room. Try doing one thing that scares you over break, okay? Yeah. This serves as an entry voucher. For Minos Escape, escape rooms. rooms. Be the, the first, first to escape, escape our most immersive, immersive room, room yet. yet. And win a million dollars. So, uh, when does the game start? I think this is the escape room. We should look for clues. What are we looking for here? Anything that looks like a puzzle or a code. It looks like an oven dial. That looks real. It's kind of warming up in here. Uh, excuse me. We'd like our hit now, please. Well, that's creepy as hell. Is it getting hotter? How do we get out of here? It's Fahrenheit 451. Got it. Ah! Talk about immersive. What's wrong with you? That was real. Whoa. Dumb question. Are we outside? As soon as we get this figured out, as soon as we get the hell out of here. Like I was saying before, this this is a horror movie that actually is right up my alley. It's a survival horror about a group of un, seemingly unrelated people being invited to an escape room. And but it turns out that all the traps aren't fake. Oh, that's the premise. <laughs> or are they? <laughs> or are they? That, that's a good point. There is moments where it's like, no, no, guys, this is totally fake, it, right? Right, guys? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and we've done an escape room before with Jamie. 
We have. Yeah. A Resident Evil escape room. Yeah. So we have some experience. And I think that I, I liked it because it's like, oh, I've, I've kind of done this before. And I was the best. You guys were, were you? Yeah, you guys were really. You guys, you were getting held up by a lot. If it wasn't for puzzles. Jamie and I, the, the everybody would be dead. I don't know about that. You and my friend Cisco, y'all didn't do shit. <laughs> I, I was the most useful. <laughs> guys, where? What are we doing? I was just basically spinning circles. I don't understand the clues. <laughs> yeah, you and Jamie were the MVPs. Not gonna lie. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's fun because these types of movies I enjoy because you can kind of place and yourself. And funny enough, you wouldn't have gone, yeah, you know, escape room, I don't want to go. Yeah. And you're like, I had fun. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> but these types of movies are fun for me because you get to place yourself in the position of the characters. Like, you're when you're you're right there with them as they're figuring out uh, the traps or the, the rules of this, this death situation, like this deadly situation they're in. Um, I like several several horror movies like that because it, it ends up being a thing where it's not just the situation that's dangerous, but it's the characters within the situation, and you you find out who breaks, who who might have a a a dark secret they might not want to tell the other people in the group for whatever reason, um, who becomes the leader. You know what I mean? Like it's always interesting to see what a high pressure situation does to individuals. That's why I like it. The psychological aspects, Michael. Uh, nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's give our non-spoiler thoughts for this. And then spoilers. What did you think of Escape Room? So yeah, Escape Room. Um, I was the one that suggested this movie. Yes. Didn't know. I didn't, I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I did watch it. Obviously, I'm about to talk about it. A week later. <laughs> I saw it the first week you I'm, told me. I'm very busy. Yeah, okay. So... Yeah, I'm the one that suggested that we watch it. We we went to an escape room last. Some def. I'm like the escape room person of this podcast. Like I'll take you to one. I want to watch one. I want to do another one. Uh, After seeing this, you want to do another one? I do, yeah, I want to do another one. There's a Harry Potter one. All right. Well, if we get a weird like Rubik's cube puzzle in the mail, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you like a a thing in the mail. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, granted, I didn't know if this movie was gonna be good or not. I didn't see any reviews for it. I just saw that, you know, it's a movie about an escape room. Of course, they're going to do a movie like like they did Tomorrowland, a theme park based in Disney. Let's make a movie about it. Escape rooms are pretty popular now. Mm-hmm. Let's do a movie about it. And uh, honestly, going into this movie, I thought it was probably going to be bad because I'm like, huh, it's a survival horror type movie. I'm with you. In January. Exactly. So I'm just like... And I think it took place in Thanksgiving. And it's PG-13. Oh, yeah, that too. So I'm just like, all right. So this is going to be not Saw, bootleg Saw. Mm -hmm. I I haven't really seen the advertising I I wish I was Saw. Wow. (laughs) Have you seen advertising for it? I haven't really seen anything. Not really. Yeah. The only reason I knew about it, because I saw... And I didn't watch his review, but... I'm subscribed to Jeremy Johns, and yeah, I so like I saw this thing come up, Escape Room. I was like, what the fuck is Escape Room? So I just Google, uh, uh, YouTube the uh, trailer, and I was like, all right, I'll watch it, whatever. I want to try to watch more movies in 2019, so. Okay. Yeah, so going into the movie, I thought I thought I wasn't going to like it, so I sat in, the, sat in the theater with my arms crossed, and in the beginning, I was just like, I didn't really care in the beginning, funny enough. And it wasn't, and I was, I was actually starting to doze off, and I was like, "Oh wow, stay, stay awake, stay awake." And it wasn't until they actually got to the whole premise of the movie, the escape room. I was like, "Wait, I think I'm starting to like this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued now." Mm-hmm. And like, 
it wasn't as clever as like Saw in terms of like the puzzles and stuff like that. But for what they did and the limits that they had being PG thirteen, I had fun with it. Like yeah. some of the some of the, 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 the I would say the like the third puzzle was definitely my favorite one. In terms the upside of down one? The upside down one. Okay. Like in terms of A, what it did for the characters, how it was shot, how they had to solve it. Like I really like Claire not Claire. What's her name? Deborah Ann Wool. Uh what's her name from Daredevil? Paige. Paige, yeah. Jessica from True Blood. Which you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was she was good in this. Yes. Yeah, I mean that that was her moment to shine at third. Yeah. At third puzzle. But yeah, overall, I mean, there was some like some of the characters were definitely cliches, like "Oh, you're a nerd. You you're not gonna, you know, you're you're probably a virgin and all this other stuff." And it's like <laughs> this movie yeah. takes place in 2019. Like he's a nerd. He's probably getting punani <laughs> if that's his thing. <laughs> not that kid. <laughs> not this kid. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? And I mean, you. you but I like his character, like, because he he was the best set doing puzzles. He's like, I've done every every escape room in the entire country. And you have to have a character like that that knows what they're doing to give the other characters a sense of security. So I like his character. Yeah, and you could do a better, and it was done a little bit better way than what happened in uh, Bird Box. It was like, oh yeah, these must be such. Oh, yeah. I I happen <laughs> to be writing a movie, so I, yeah, I know about it. Isn't it weird? My speculation is exactly what the plot of this movie is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's weird. <laughs> So it was done. It was done in a different way than that, at least. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I like to see that the guy from Love Simon got uh more work. Like he was, he was in it. Um, the one that uh tried to propose to the black girl on the middle of a football field, and she turned. Him oh, down. that was him, the loser kid. Yeah, the loser kid. Oh my god, that is okay. Yeah, you're right. I for, I did. I totally forgot that, that was the same I guy. Recognize faces. <laughs> I just haven't seen Love Simon in so long. I forgot that was the character. <laughs> I forgot his character. It's like, oh, it's hey, it's the loser kid. Yeah, and, and he's good. He's good too. And then also, uh, I think the actor's really good in this. Yeah, and Jay Ellis, my boy, uh, Jay Ellis from Insecure, the black guy. Yeah, the black guy. Mm-hmm. I so I like seeing him in the movie, but like, even though I like seeing the actors, for the most part, I wish they did more with the characters themselves. That's that's my biggest. Hmm let down with the movie but overall i mean i enjoyed it way more than i thought i did the ending (laughs) we're in the same page yeah i'm (laughs) definitely the ending definitely fucked up the movie for me yep a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was just like so is this maze runner all over again but not even as good. I like the first Maze Runner. I like that's why I was like not even as good because I like the first Maze Runner. I don't think the end of the first Maze Runner fucked it up. No, I mean, it wasn't like a, a great ending, but it didn't fuck it up. This was like, yo, you guys should have stopped while you were ahead. It, like, if you just stopped with a weird cliffhanger that didn't make any sense, I would, I would have rather that than the explanations we get by the end of this movie. Yeah, it's almost like they tried to end like Maze Runner. They tried. Remember, uh, fuck, what was the name of that movie? It was one of our first movies that I reviewed when I first got here. Uh. Mm-hmm. Fuck! What? Oh, Belko experiment. Belko experiment. Yeah. yeah, they try. It's almost like the almost the exact same ending as that, but worse. But worse. Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> Belko experiment actually at least kind of made sense, a little bit. It's just like what? Who are what? <laughs> I've heard the ending a uh, but double toasted equivocated the ending to a uh, what was it? Inspector Gadget ending. 
And I was like, when I heard that, I was like, Inspector Gadget? What the hell is that mean? Yeah, I don't get it. What? I'll get you next time, Gadget. Yeah, I'll get you next time, Gadget. Yeah, I guess. Same shit. (laughs) I didn't get it until I saw the ending. I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense now. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, It's really cheesy. It's so corny. It is. I don't know who was like, this is good. This is a good place to end. <laughs> Let's end here. It's like, no. It's like, the, I don't know. But yeah, so. I could write a better ending right on this podcast. Well, we'll, do, we'll get into say, it. I was going to say do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it with the talk spoilers. But yeah, but I mean, just just the the first half, like the, the later middle half of the movie when they were doing the traps, that's the part that I really enjoyed. Mm. So I would give it a... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you having problems there? You having struggles? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I'm trying to debate if I want to give it a high passable or a passable. Hmm. Don't look at me. <laughs> this, is, this is your rating. You're supposed to help me out. Okay. You want to know what I'm gonna give it? I give it a high passable. High passable. Okay. Um, no, I'll give it a passable. <laughs> okay. On the strength, because I did fall, I did, I, I was bored in the beginning. See, that's interesting to me, because I wasn't bored in the beginning. I was, because I think the beginning, uh, again, you're setting up the mystery. So it's like, you're introduced to these unrelated characters. One's like a washout loser. One's like a CEO of a company. The other is like a girl that seems like she's been traumatized by something. and She's in school. Like, there's like, there's some intrigue there. And they all get these weird puzzle boxes from these like, weird like em- like these weird letters attached to it and they all get invited to this weird building that has this escape room and then you're introduced to other characters that you know are there too like i felt like that was all cool build up and then when you find out the first escape room like is like it's the waiting room that they're all gathered in the first place like i think the the intrigue is instantly ratcheted up and i feel like that's where you tuned in mm-hmm. see i feel like even before that I was i was i was i was dialed into the the story but um you're right. The middle section, when they actually get into the puzzles, is the best part, for sure. Um, the characters, I like what they did with the characters. I think the actors did a very good job of characterizing them with the few interactions everyone had. And they were likable. Like, I genuinely didn't want them to die. There's a lot of movies like this that have the characters either instantly turn on each other, or they have one character that is very clearly a bad guy and is trying to undo the group dynamics. You you never really get a good sense of the group. You always have like this one asshole fucking up the group and you just want them to all die. It's like, well, fuck him and fuck them, fuck this. Um, the Cube, Belco Experiment, Battle Royale. These are all the same types of movies. Saw. Um, but for what it was, it was interesting. Where the movie unraveled. I've never seen Cubed. It's good. I like the first Cube. There's, there's, like, there's like three or four um, of all varying levels of quality. A lot of them are sci-fi, original level of quality, but I like them. Um, but where the movie unraveled was that third act. Once <laughs> once they escape the escape room, um, and, and, oh, the introdu- and that's another thing. You said you, were, you got bored in the beginning, but I think the introduction to this movie was great too. Like the very first scene, you know what I'm talking about? I'm like, I don't remember the first scene. The very first scene was you get you get dropped into the escape room that ties back into the movie. Oh, 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 that was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was like, oh shit! And when that comes back, I was like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. I like that. It's when they start resolving things, and then they try and explain things, 
And then there's an epilogue that tries to further explain things. I'm just like, just end the movie, guys. End it. End it. Even if you end it with no questions answered, at least then the, the intrigue of the, the questions might be more interesting than resolving the questions, but having shitty answers. <laughs> it's almost kind of like that. Uh, there's a saying, but I don't remember what, it, what the saying is, but it's like if you explain too much, it takes away what was interesting about, like when they explained where the first Avatar came from. And yeah, one. Like, eh, yeah, I'm not really a fan of that explanation. Now you kind of destroy the intrigue, and then also you contradicted yourself by saying, like, because the whole premise of like Avatar was like, oh yeah, people learn how to water bend from the moon, people learn how to earth bend from the badger moles, and then you introduce one. It's like, no, it all came from the lion turtle. Yeah, you got a much higher like risk of fucking everything up than making everything better with the an over-explained ending. And I yeah. think this is this was very guilty of the over-explanation ruining the rest of the movie. Not ruining, but definitely making you think about how the, sh- the fuck some of this shit worked. Like, uh, no spoilers, but there's some things that happened where it was like, at first I was like, literally in my theater, the entire row of people with me were all like, what? Well, how How did they do that? That doesn't make any sense. There were only like four people in my theater. Oh, I say the entire row, but that was most of the theater too. (laughs) But literally, everyone, I I turned to the people next to me because they were like, huh? And I was like, yeah, I don't get it either. I don't, is this a dream? Is this real? And then when they continue to explain things, it's like, no, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, nah. You had a good thing going and they basically shot themselves in the foot at the end. So I'd give it, I think it's weird echo. Let's go to this. I give it I give it high passable. I'm with you. I feel like it was it was in the more than passable territory until the ending. And then it kind of fell flat on its face. Ish, yeah. Yeah. Also kinda wish they went further with the movie in that for a movie like this, like the premise, it'd have been better if they weren't uh if they didn't have their hands tied behind their back with the PG thirteen rating. Because the thing that made Final Destination fun was the deaths. Mm-hmm. So if you had that with this, even Saul, the thing that made Saul fun was the, the deaths. Yeah. And so with this, it's just like you see them pretty much die off off screen, more or less. It's just like, are they really dead? Because is, is it a game? Are they going to come back? The most shocking death was death in the beginning. But then you find out. Yeah, I was going to say, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Um, but I think that the, the, the trap rooms themselves were cool. So that the setups to some of the deaths were interesting. Just, you know, they couldn't make them that visceral because of the rating. And some of them were just confusing. Like one of the most likable characters gets killed in the stupidest of ways. The, uh, the father. Oh yeah. 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 I was like, what? I liked him. <laughs> and this is how he dies. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. I was stupid. Um, all right. So let's get into spoilers. See so yeah, that fucking ending. Let's just talk about that first and foremost. <laughs> what made everybody in my theater I'm go? I'm glad she got over her fear of flying. <laughs> <laughs> as they're testing, like it's like a, a warehouse science facility that's test like, simulating an uh, airplane escape yeah. room, making it seem like oh, another group of people got trapped up in it. And it's like, no, this is like a fucking beta testing for a new PlayStation game. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's like, but then it's like. Then you realize there's an entire yeah, team like of people. Like a whole organization. Yeah, 
but there have to be for for how this like it's a building that slides around different positions to make the escape rooms like accessible or not accessible or whatever. So it's like you'd have to have a giant team of people to make this stuff work logistically. But to see it, it's like that that raises too many questions now. And they do it in a way that's not as good because Cabin in the Woods is, is, did the same thing. That's true. It did, but it was a play on like the horror movie trope. Yeah. So the suspension of disbelief was. There's more because it's like, oh, okay, this is like supposed to be a spoof anyway. It's like a parody. Yeah. Plus, I had more fun in Cabinet. Like, that was the whole point of Cabinet in the Woods. Yeah. But not this. But yeah, not this. In this setting, like, it was pretty much, it was played pretty straight up until the ending. It was like, this is, this is feasible. This could actually be done. But then when you think about it, it's like, no, it can't be done. But when everybody in my theater go, what? Was at the end where, the main girl escapes, which I'm happy was a black girl. I was like, oh, okay, she's the main character. That's awesome. Because yeah. you think she dies. But she ends up coming back. She's saving the white kid. They both escape. What seems like they immediately go back with the police. The entire building is vacated. There's no... It's like, that is fuck? vacated. It's like an abandoned yeah, building. Yeah, it's abandoned. I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? That's not possible. Is it magic? <laughs> that's, and that's why I was like, what? Was it a dream? Are they going to reveal that she was crazy the entire time? And then... Even that, I'm like, that would have been a better ending. Yeah. Yeah. And then it fades to black, but then it comes back. And then it's like months later, again, never a good thing. <laughs> it was like six months later. And she's like having like a dinner date with the guy that was the other survivor. And she's like laying out the plans for... She, she somehow tracked down the the origin of the escape room company. And it's in New York. It's based in New York or whatever. So they, she wants to get on a plane with him to go to New York to go stop them. However that works. Yeah. It's like if you have evidence, if you track them down, why wouldn't you give that to the police or something? It's like, why is your first thing? Cause, we can stop cause, them. Because the evidence, cause the evidence, it's not like concrete evidence that she got. She just put together like clues. But what's the plan? She's going to go there and go, hey, hey you, I know that you're doing this. She's going to pull, you're not going to get this reference because of politics, but she's going to pull a Hillary Clinton. Well, there was a whole thing Hillary Clinton had during debates, the, uh, the presidential debates. It was like, oh yeah, you're close to Wall Street. And she was like, no, I'm tough on Wall Street. I told them to stop doing, stop doing what they're doing. Okay. And it was just like, that. no, that doesn't work. Yeah. So I don't know what her end game was, but it would not have worked out well. And clearly from the reveal in the end, the, the company knows that she's going to come to the New York on a plane. So they're testing a plane escape room in their simulation science center. And then there's a big, there's a mysterious figure cloaked in black shadows on a computer screen, basically going, good, good, sequels. <laughs> like, that was the corniest possible ending you could have. The, yeah. the first reveal of the, the person behind the game in the first place, which is being a guy, that already was like, eh. you're not even like an interesting guy. You're just a guy. Yeah, a random just, guy. Just some random dude. Then the, the 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 twist of, oh, okay, now that they found out that the other girl survived that that other room that she supposedly had died in, they they add him to the game too. So that that moment was cool, where his face appears on the the list of as people player, who also yeah. yeah as a player. But then the nothing else comes of that. Like it was just like, oh, that was interesting because she took him because they took him out. Yeah, but then it's like, your that was your villain. Your villain was just a random, a random guy, and then your replacement villain is just a shadowy Doctor Claw figure. That's the Inspector Gadget analogy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just, you might as well be stroking an evil cat. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it ended. <laughs> so corny. 
Now, I forgot. There's another movie where they they throw a trope where there's a guy behind a a black screen, and then they like pull this. I forgot. Fuck. What movie is that? I'm not gonna remember. And then they pull him out. He's just like some small guy. I don't remember what movie that. I think it's like Police Academy or something. But yeah, but that that see, seeing all of that, and then I was like, what is what is this explanation like? How does this world work? Now that you explain what this is, I'm like, how does this work? Because now I have even more. It's like you think you answered a question, but now I have even more questions because you because you so so called answered this question. It's a business of escape room murders. Like you can't have a corporation that big with so many people in so many different aspects of different jobs. And nobody knows nothing, and nothing gets leaked. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm gonna say. Nothing gets leaked ever. Bullshit. <laughs> it's too many moving pieces for that shit to work. You don't have any disgruntled employees. Like what? Yeah, and again, the the fucking fantasy aspect of somehow they can mysteriously vacate a building in like an hour. Impossible. With all that technology and shit. Yeah. And moving pieces that goes into the rooms. There was a there's a cold room, a fire room. Like literally the, the winter room was like a recreation of a giant fucking cabin in the wood a cabin in the snow woods. Or woods in the snow. I don't know. Whatever. You know what I mean? It's like you can't move that shit. No, you can't. An upside down room, like with a giant like uh bar aesthetic that is like has a dropout floor, hundreds of meters that drop below. How do you move that shit? Yeah, that I'm fast? like, show them that room because the floor is gone. Like, how do you put the floor back? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it raised too many questions at the end. I was just like, this is dumb now. Like, you had a kind of interesting premise, but you should just cut out while you were ahead <laughs> instead of trying to explain things. Yeah, I don't because there were things in the movie I liked, like the the reveal that the black guy, like he he explained the idea is that they it's not uh, random that these people were chosen. The like every year. Apparently, the escape room theme is different. And this year, the theme was survivors. And these were all people that had survived a some kind of life-threatening situation. Yeah, survived when they shouldn't have. Like yeah. surviving a plane crash. Mm-hmm. Survived uh, drunk driving. Uh, survived being stranded out in the ocean. The black guy was stranded in the ocean with the guy. And when he tells his story, he makes it seem like the guy went crazy or something from hypothermia. Nope, but, turns out. No, he went crazy yeah, from hypothermia. Yeah, and killed his friend to survive. So I like that reveal. It was like, oh shit, he's actually an asshole. And then he wrestles the, the washout guy. And it's the fact that the washout guy survived and actually killed him. I was like, oh shit. Okay. And then it ties back into that, that intro. Yeah. And then you find out that he doesn't die. I was like, oh, they're 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 thwarting my expectations. I like that. And then this. on top of that, for the most part, I think with the exception of the first room, every for the most part, the rooms were, well, no, the third one, too. I was going to say the rooms were similar to how they survived. Yes, I like how it tied into their survival. And, and it gave some people, like, PTSD. Like, uh, the, like the Daredevil cold, Girl. The cold. Mm, the I, cold room. The cold room, the fire. Um, I was thinking the fire room didn't... It did. The the Daredevil Girl. PTSD. She was she was having, like, flashbacks to the army. Remember she survived that mortar going off or whatever? Oh, I thought that was more so the fact that she had to crawl through the vents. The claustrophobia of that. I mean, not, that not so much the actual room itself. Well, she's just freaking out before she got in the vent, though. Remember, because they're giving her water. Oh yeah. And then that was a, someone mentioned this to me later, and I was like, "That's a good fucking point." The the, the, the first room where the the solution was to put water in each of the cups, and they ran out of water, so they were like, "Oh fuck, what do we do?" Um, like, why didn't they just put a book on top of the glass? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that would have been a solution. Didn't think about it. Were there books in that room? Yeah. Remember she was reading those oh, books? Yeah. Those magazines? Put That's your true. shoe on it. Like, there's so many other things you could have done. Where it was like, oh, my God, we don't have enough water for putting this cup. <laughs> um, How do you feel? Oh, yeah, he had his flask and he put liquor in it. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. And I like I liked um the payoff for some of their characters. Like again, the Daredevil girl when she sacrificed herself to let them escape that bar room. Yeah, that was that was nice. Yeah. And like there were some legit moments in the movie I really liked. That's why I was like the third the third puzzle was definitely my favorite one cuz that was the that was the one that ramped ramped it up a lot of the action and like character beats. Yeah, the death in the second room was just random. The for the the escape room ex- expert to just randomly fall through fall the, through a cr- yeah yeah but I think I think that was done on purpose because I guess maybe he tried to cheat with the lighter and it's just like nope you got to use whatever I don't know oh maybe I didn't think about that yeah because for the whole floor to fall out like that I was I feel like it was done on purpose yeah I did like the and I also like the aspect that at first for a good while. They were still struggling with the idea if it was real or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't until it wasn't until the first death that they realized, no, this is actually real. Yeah, his death was kind of sad because you could see him like like floating underneath the ice in the current, and then when they're still looking for him, you could see him like in the far corner of the screen, like desperately hitting the ice as he's like floating away. I'm like, oh my god, that poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, so like, there was there were moments that were genuinely effective. It's just a shame that the ending completely fucked, fucked it up, it up. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta end strong and at the very least don't end with your face in the fucking floor <laughs> with a yeah like he didn't really laugh like that but you you could more or less hear it yeah oh and here's my my solution to the ending like skip the the epilogue with her explaining all that shit or you could probably even keep that about her, like I, I know where they are. It's either they're in New York or whatever. Take out the dumb shit with them somehow moving the entire facility. Just ex- blow up the building. Like you know what I mean? Something. Like at least if the building explodes, then it's like, oh okay. Then you know, there's no evidence. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but even then, that's kind of suspicious. Yeah, but at least it's better than what they somehow made this building look like it. It was abandoned for years. How the? That's not just moving shit out. That's also redecorating to make it look like it's been abandoned for years. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, nobody noticed a bunch of people moving stuff out. Within an hour plus? Like, how long did it take the police to get there? Whatever. <laughs> or at least reveal maybe the police were in on it. Something. You know what I mean? Something. Yeah. But you keep all, like, get rid of that. Keep the, the bit about her wanting to go to New York because she knows where the, the headquarters is. But instead of having that weird, like, pullback from the airplane sequence with the simulation, just have that be the ending. Like, have them being on the plane, and then shit starts getting weird, where it's like, then you realize you're playing a game again, and have it be the cliffhanger. You know what I mean? Why Why even show us the behind the scenes of how logistically they make this shit work? Because when you get into the logistics of it, it makes less sense. <laughs> you mean the new group of people, are you saying have her, the girl be on the plane? No, have the girl be on the plane. And just literally have her, like, be you know, in, in, in a seat with the guy, they're taking off. And then she starts seeing signs that there she's playing a game again. You know what I mean? Maybe her, maybe maybe have her see those words like "no way out" or whatever it was, like in the plane. And it'd be like, oh shit, it's happening again. Cut to black. Like the, to have you go the extra step of no, 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 no. People aren't gonna believe 
that somehow we have the plane become an escape room. Instead, let's show them that we're making the escape room and testing it. Like they're playtesting the, the fucking death trap. Like, That's what I said. It's like a PlayStation. Whose job is that? <laughs> It's their job, apparently. What do you do nine to five? I'm, like, oh, I'm that, a death room you get play tester. You, does that job have benefits? Yeah, right. It's good dental. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Stupid. I'm like, how do you even apply for that job? I don't know. Do you want to be a death tester? A death tester. Email email us at Craigslist. I don't know. Just just dumb. Like is they just just dumb. Belko experiment. At least it was like, oh, okay, it's a government level thing. That makes a little bit more sense. All right. I can see that this is more of just an like analogy for whatever. I forgot the movie at this point. But <laughs> there was a message in it. This is just. Yeah, it was just. There's no message. It's just escape room. <laughs> escape rooms are popular. Let's do it. But we yeah. got to explain it. Ugh. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's get into. Man, I don't even know. Want to talk about the ending of Goblin Slayer? Yeah. All right, let's talk about the... It's been a while. I'm like, it's been a while. Gotta, we'll keep it breezy. Yeah, we just got just the last two episodes we never talked about. So let's talk about the finale of Goblin Slayer. thrilling season finale of season one of Goblin Slayer. Uh, I think last we left off, it was Goblin Slayer found out. I, I, didn't, didn't I say it? They were every single time that he would go back to the farm. He's always checking for those goblin prints. I'm like, at some point, there's going to be prints. And boy, and there were, were there. There were prints. There were more than one. There was an <laughs> army of goblins, apparently, trying to fuck this cowgirl. <laughs> That's what they were trying to do. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out that literally uh, the biggest force of goblins that we had ever seen in the show was amassing to, uh, was scouting the area around the town to eventually, I guess, take over the town. Um, So, Goblin Slayer, rather than try and fight these goblins on his own, for the first time, goes to the, the, the tavern of people and like actually asks for help. And I thought that was actually a very a compelling scene because, it, like, seeing his reputation as a goblin slayer kind of precede him, and then people going, "Oh, this weirdo wants help." No, fuck that, fuck that. We don't want to help him. And then people going, "You know what? No, if he's asking for help, I think it might be serious. Let's actually help him." And like you, yeah, he might actually need it. You could see like the things he's that always he's been done. perceived as a loner and yada yada yada. Yeah, and because you could see the things that he's done throughout the course of the first season. Like those, all those small things that he's been doing to help people kind of came back because then people were on his side. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, I vouch for Goblin Slayer. If he needs help, let's fucking help him." Yeah, because the then you remember it's like, "Oh yeah, well he actually he, he helped me. Like he 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 got rid of goblins in my town. Yada yada yada." Yeah, like the the even the innkeeper 
goes out of her way to help by actually making an official mission when he asks for it. That way, it, they give incentive. Oh, that's what, what that's what that's what convinced people when the 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 the, the night that we've seen the entire series who's always just kind of been in the background, but like you could tell he's like a main character ish. The guy with the big lance. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What are you gonna do? Like, we're we're bounty hunters or we're adventurers. Like, we we only take missions that give us money. What can you offer?" He's like, and he kind of does like as a joke to like fuck with him. Like, what are you gonna offer? Like, what are you gonna give me? And he's like, anything. anything I have. Yeah, he's like everything. He's like every. What, is, what do you mean everything? He's like everything. <laughs> everything I own, all my possessions, just things that I, things that belong to me or things that I can actually give. And he's like, what about your life? Again, as a joke, just fuck with him. Like, what about your life? He's like, I can't give that because someone would be sad if I were to give my life. And he's talking about the cowgirl. Yeah. I was like, oh, he cares about people. And seeing that genuine display of like, you know, of wanting to help people, he's like, the 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 ventures kind of like they side with him. And I don't know, seeing him, the ultimate loner, the ultimate sociopath, as we come to learn, <laughs> have For, forming a connection. Of yeah. Hold hold bar of people. Yeah. People that genuinely want to support him and like to see. Him being surprised by that, like, wow, okay, people actually want to help me. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know, like, that that was an emotional moment for me. Like, oh, my God, Goblin Slayer has friends. My little boy's growing up. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was nice. And it also shows uh, character growth and development. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the ultimate battle ensues, and I like this, because, like, the show's always been good about this. They always give, it's always goblins, but they're always able to introduce the goblins and the the conflict in a new and creative way. So in this case, we've never seen the goblins fight in an open plane. And that completely changes the strategy in combat because in a, in a cave or like some kind of tunnel system, you can funnel them and you can fight them one-on-one and they're manageable. Mm-hmm. But in a big field, even a swarm of little goblins could potentially be deadly. So it, it, it ratchets up the... Even goblin says, like, I'm not used to fighting them. Yeah. In an open field. Like, all his training is for, for caves. Like, yeah. even the sword that he has. Remember, he mentioned in the first episode where the guy had the large sword. It's like, it's going to hit the top of the cave. Yeah. Like, he's basically created a fighting stra- a fighting style specifically for fighting goblins in their most usual space, which is, like, underground. But in this case, it's completely different. So, what I really enjoyed, though, in that first episode is the fact that you see the adventurers all fighting the goblins together in a in a strategy, like with, with an actual plan. And then you pull back to realize that Goblin Slayer literally mapped out for them exactly how to fight the goblins, to which they were even impressed. Because you gotta understand, this guy's been fighting goblins all the fucking time. <laughs> that's, all, that's all he does. Yeah, so he's like more of an expert of these things are considered a weak monster species. Um compared to like the other adventurers that are like actually higher ranked than him but because he's so drilled down in the specifics of what he's, his expertise is which is goblins they're like damn shun you know exactly how the goblins are going to think like like yeah we can fight the goblins but a lot of your strategy is why we're doing so well yeah like he, he we would have been doing as well if it wasn't for you and your strategy yeah he knew what counterattacks he would do he knew how they would respond to certain things that the, the adventurers would do in response to them like it was impressive to the point where at the end of the episode, he is so fucking fucking Dark Knight uh, Bane planned out the motherfucker. He knows exactly that doing all these things will make the King Goblin. What was it, what was it called? The Goblin Lord or something? The, I don't remember. Whatever. The Head Goblin 
would do a strategic retreat to the point where Goblin Slayer knew, like, nah, bitch, I knew you'd be here. So I waited here for you, motherfucker. With that red eye. With that red <laughs> eye. So when that episode ended, I was like, yeah, Goblin Slayer. <laughs> so I was like, if they end the season there, motherfucker, I got to see this fight. Because <laughs> meanwhile, the and I like how they had all the adventures that you've met so far in the season doing something. So like the, the low-level kid adventures or finding the low-level goblins. And even then I was scared because there were moments where you thought the kid the kid adventures were going to die. Uh-huh. Like he's knocked over by a goblin and another one tries to hit him. is like, no! And someone saves him in the last second. Um, and the, the higher tier adventures are fighting like the, the goblin champions. The goblin and shit. champions, yeah. Yeah. And then next episode. And I was like, ah, this is why they're so high, high ranking. They're fucking them up. Yeah. <laughs> Those things that we've seen with one hit could destroy you. Yeah. Um, I, again, I'm interested to see where the show's going to go. Like, I want to see if they're going to fight, like, are there goblins stronger than these things? Are there are we gonna fight other monsters or like even stronger? I feel like you gotta you gotta fight other monsters. Just like just like I mentioned before, it's like this show has to be the Buffy the Vampire Slayer aspect of it, where the show starts off where she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but then eventually she has to fight a god or a fucking mm. a robot demon hybrid with Adam. Because I don't know any other... Because I'm like, I don't know... Where, where else can they go? Like, this is like the biggest yeah, goblin I'm, fight Because I'm seen. like, yeah, where else can they go in terms of goblins? Like, this is goblin war. <laughs> they, have, they, have, they have to go other places with other creatures and they keep mentioning the fact that there are other creatures in this world. I mean, they call... The, if you had told me this is a series finale, I'd believe you. Like, I don't know where else they could go. When you're talking about the other demons they've introduced, even in the end of this last episode, like, they show those adventures that beat the demon lord. And they, I think it's so cool that they they learn about the Goblin Slayer and go like, oh, wait, so this town that we're in just hanging out now, like, would have been destroyed if someone called the Goblin Slayer didn't defeat goblins? Wow, that's that's awesome. But it just shows you that, like, yes, goblins are a low-level threat, but they are the most persistent threat of this world. Yeah, like, something like the Demon King comes around once every whatever. Yeah. Say, say once every hundred years. And sure... If you don't defeat him, the world is going to get destroyed. But before the world's but, destroyed, yeah, but before the world is destroyed, the villages. Yeah, somebody's destroying a city or a town or mm. even just a house. Yeah. That's why I like what Goblin Slayer said that. It's like, before the Demon Lord destroys the world, the goblins will destroy the villages. So I'm going to stop the goblins. I was like, oh, you're pet, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so kind of like this, like almost like a Superman effect. Like, yeah, sure, he's fighting Doomsday, but then... Black Lightning's taking on, like, fucking, what's his name? Tobias Wells, just selling drugs in the city. And yeah, he's going to destroy the town. Like, you know, what's the point of the world if all the towns are gone? <laughs> Pretty much. So that in that last episode, it's the battle between Goblin Slayer and the Goblin Lord, whatever. And in that fight, that got closer than I thought it was. I got scared. I was like, yo, you can't. There's no way Goblin Slayer's going to lose this thing, right? 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 I, mean, <laughs> I in terms of like fear, I'm I'm not scared that he's gonna die because the show is called Goblin Slayer. I don't know, man. I'm scared they're gonna do something like like Rick the Walking like Dead. Anybody, anybody else? Well, it's not called Rick the Walking Dead. Well, you know what I mean. Like they might do something like they cripple him or something, or like they'll take away something. Something happens in Black Clover. It's kind of like that, even though they immediately take it away. But I mean, he may lose a hand or something. Yeah, possible. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. So I'm still. Whenever something happens, that's like. Life-threatening. I'm like, oh, God, please, no. And then we get the best character development, the little priest girl. She comes in like a, fuck, oh, like yeah, a fucking she did. boss. She did. Like, I was like, damn, girl. <laughs> and I love the fact that they, they paralleled it to the first episode where he saved her. 
and now she saved him. She's no longer the victim. I love it. It was so empowering. I was like, oh, I love this friendship. And she used her powers in a way we never seen before. A smart ass way. She made a barrier behind him and a barrier in front of him, the Goblin Lord. So he basically mm-hmm. couldn't move. So then the Goblin Slayer, after he's beaten the fuck up, all he had to do was basically stab through him. And he did. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then the episode ends with him all having he, a party. He wanted, he wanted her to make three. Yeah. He's like, I didn't even need to. <laughs> I was like, all right, sweet. So you can heal me. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, that, is that how the episode ends? I, I watched it like two weeks ago, so I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't remember how it like ends ends. Yeah. There's a party. Oh, he takes off his mask. Oh, yeah. He takes off his mask. Yeah. And everybody everybody goes to look at him. Oh, my God. You're so beautiful. Yeah, you're so handsome. <laughs> and they don't show... They, they don't, I'm they glad don't, they didn't. They don't let us see it. Because... But the metaphor is... He's just like into the Spider-Verse. Anyone can be the Goblin Slayer. Yeah, they thought you got to be beautiful. <laughs> but you know what I mean? They showed... Like, they didn't show his face, but they showed the sea of faces. Like, everybody... He is only who he is because of everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't be able to do that by himself. So he felt like it was like a, the metaphor was in that moment, everyone was the Goblin Slayer. I liked it. I would give that ending perfect vision. I'd give the whole series perfect vision. I would too. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You excited for season two? If there is going to be season two? I assume there I is. hope there's a season two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for season two. The only thing I'm like, I guess maybe, hopefully, uh, these other anime that we watched to, to substitute it, I'm like, I hope there is a good. <laughs> Do- oh, Dodorodi, whatever the fuck. Dorororo. The one thing um that we didn't mention that I thought was fucked up in the episode, the moment where the goblins use human barriers. Oh, that was shields. fucked up. Yeah, the shields, bro. Yeah, that was fucked up, bro. <laughs> I was like, God. I was like, goddamn, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, but it makes you want to be like, fuck you, goblins. Yeah, I was like, how are they gonna, how are they gonna stop that? They found a way. Yeah, they Gob- found a way. Goblin Slayer knew. He was like, I know what they're going to do. They're going to use human females as shields. Fuck them. <laughs> and they use a sleep spell. It's fucking genius. I loved it. It's like watching Death Note, but a good, good version. <laughs> if light was yeah. good. Yeah, and fought like, goblins. So I was like, all right. They're, they're fucked up. <laughs> I saw the, I actually saw the manga version of those panels. It's way worse than the manga. Like they, they censor a lot in the anime. What? How? Like, it's the same scene, but they just show more. Like, oh. they just... It's, pre- it's pretty tame. You see Bush? <laughs> kind of. I mean, you see you see, you see see everything, for the most part. You don't, you don't really see, like, detail of, like, full, full frontal detail, but you see, like... It's more graphic. Let me just put it that way. I want to know how powerful the Sword Maiden is. I assume very. Well, I, yeah, I assume <laughs> very, but I want to see her in action. Oh, yeah. Just not against goblins. Well, yeah. Well, I want to see her go against goblins. Let her character let her, development. Let her get her power back. Yeah, that's true. If a little priest girl can do it, <laughs> she should definitely be able to. Yeah, she should definitely be able to. Still, one of my favorite moments of the whole series, though, is will you slay the goblins everywhere, even in my dreams? Yes, yes. even in, in your, your dreams. dreams. Like, that is a fucking boss thing to say. That's Escanor level bossness. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Goblin Slayer. Um, da 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 da. Anything else you want to talk about with Goblin Slayer? Uh, I want to see his face. <laughs> you still want to see his face? Yeah. That's not the point. The point is you don't What's need to see his face. the point for me? I want to see his face. Okay. You can't feel it. They basically show his entire face anyway, just not his eyes. They show you like his, up to his mouth. 
It's not enough. It's not enough. No. <laughs> Can you use your imagination for the rest? No. Okay. I have no imagination. <laughs> It'll be plain. Like uh, if they showed him, it'd be so generic. They say he's so beautiful. I want to see how beautiful. <laughs> um. Da, 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 da. What do you want to talk about next? Young Justice? Well, you didn't see it. I didn't see it, but you can talk about it. It's not fun. <laughs> if you don't want to, you don't have to. We just have one next week. But yeah, I, I mean, like you did you you saw the first episode? I saw or the, the, most the episode. The, what was it? Four. four. Yeah, I saw most of the first episode. So I saw that it's Dick Grayson on a police joyride with the three Roys. So and I mean, I enjoyed that. The only thing, the the only thing I was just about to say, the only thing I don't remember, who's I remember, the other one? I remember there are two Roys because yes. there's the clone and other. I'm like, who's this third one? It's the middle one, right? Not the one that has the beard. Not the one that has the beard and not the one that has the arm. The buzz cut. Yeah, the buzz cut. That's original Roy. That's original Roy. So who's the, who's the I don't know one? who this third one is. I'm like, when did that happen? Okay, I was going to ask you. I was like, I don't remember one either. Was there a thing? I mean, obviously that had to have been, but I'm like, I don't remember. Do you remember the other Superboy clone match? I barely do. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> there was another Superboy clone in Cadmus called Match, and he had all the powers of Super Superman. Remember, like he had heat ray vision and he could fly. And there was a point where him and Superboy fought, and Superboy used the patch to fight him. Remember the patches? No, we need to rewatch Young Justice. Yeah, clearly. we apparently clearly because <laughs> I remember that. But like, I was like, maybe that was around the same time that they introduced another Roy clone when they introduced Match. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I don't remember that. I mean, it's been six years. Yeah. We really should have done our research. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I saw. And then, like they were basically, it was all aftermath of the mission. So they, the people that they saved all went to live with different members of the Justice But it was, League, nice, to see, it was nice to see Roy. I mean, granted, he was a clone, but that's the Roy that we've seen throughout most of. Yeah, that's that's to me, to me or to us, it's the real Roy. Because he's the Roy that we've seen since the beginning of the show. Yeah, so it's nice to see. And then also the fact that they've grown up, like he has to get a job. He has a security company. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him get back into the fight and, and see their banter, and the fact that he kind of saw him as a substitute Wally. They all look like substitute Wallys. <laughs> they all do. Anybody with red hair looks, looks like, like Wally. Wally. Yeah, it's weird. Is it on purpose? I don't know if that's on purpose or they they just can't draw any other <laughs> character, character design. <laughs> okay, so what else happened? That's all I know. So yeah, there's that. Uh, the episode episode five mostly focused on uh, Magan, and it was good. It was good to see the fact that because uh, for the last couple like four episodes, they really only focused on like Nightwing and the outsiders like Black Lightning and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I will say, I'm like, it's kind of interesting. With the exception of Static, all the black voices are all voiced by Kyrie Payton. Cyborg, 
Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's one of the he's, even the side he's, characters. He's Aqualad. Like the extras. Yeah, he's the extras. He's Black Lightning. I'm like There's only two black voices, uh, Michael. It's him and the girl that does Susie in Rugrats. <laughs> I was like, they couldn't get anybody else. No, nope, there's only two black voice actors, one man, one woman. <laughs> so I was like, is static his voice too? And I, I looked it up. I was like, okay, so they at least got somebody different for static. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it was nice to see that. It's not like his voice is that it's like is like it's not even different. It's yes, the same. I was gonna say like it's his Aqualad voice pretty much sounds the same as his Black Lightning voice, and the Cyborg voice, and his Cyborg it's voice. All, it's all the, almost the same voice. Yeah. At least, at least in the Simpsons or like Family Guy, yeah. Like, uh, what's his face? Why Apu, can't I think of his name? Apu does not sound like. I don't. I don't know what else he does. He's a lot of people. But yeah, I'm like, why can't I think of his name? The creator of Family Guy. Fuck. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm like, why? Do, I know his like, wow. I know his name. Why? Why am wow. I blanking? The Orville. Blanking? What's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? I mean, keep talking. I can look it up. I'm looking it up now. Okay, well, that's great podcasting. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. There you go. There we go. I'm like, why the fuck am I thinking? But yeah, at least when he does his different voices, they don't like his Stewie doesn't sound like uh, the father. I can't think of his name. I'm just like blanking on everybody's name. <laughs> but yeah, the, none of them sound alike. But yeah, when he does his voices, like they pretty much all sound alike. But anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying to see that they're not forgetting about the other Young Justice characters. So the second episode is more focused on uh, Magan and the other Young Justice characters going to New Genesis. And... Uh, Magan runs into her brother, which I'm like, when did they introduce her brother? Did you remember them introducing her brother in the uh, past? Magan's brother? Yeah. I didn't know she had a brother. I didn't know she had a brother either. But Man, they... we're terrible fans. <laughs> <laughs> we're the worst. So her brother comes back, and they make it seem like we've seen him before, and he's basically trying to start a revolution on New Genesis between the new gods and there's like this bug clan in new in new genesis and they're like oh yeah we've been persecuted by the green martians and this is similar to how the bug people on new genesis are persecuted by the new gods and i'm thinking in my head i'm like so did they change the dc lore where because before it was the white martians persecuting the greens but in young justice it's the green martians persecuting the whites what yeah that's never how it is exactly okay so i'm like when did they establish that I don't remember. Again, I'm like, I need to go back and rewatch because I'm Clearly. like, I don't, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> you remember? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so it was a nice, it was a good episode, like a Magan episode. But ultimately, like, even though I enjoyed these three episodes, just based on these three episodes, I'm because they were so different from the first three episodes in terms of like, because the first three episodes are all about metahuman trafficking. This stuff was about... uh a lot of stuff that's going on in like outer space, the cosmic aspect of uh, Young Justice. Hmm. And I was just like, where's the show going? That's what I was saying about the first three episodes. But at least the first three episodes all were the same. Like, they were all the same. Yeah. And it seemed like they were going somewhere. But then these, the next three, a set of three episodes were completely different from the first set of three episodes. Are you saying the dark side stuff? But I didn't see any of that. Uh-huh. Like, they even talk, they even talk, uh, they even go to uh, the last episode. They, uh, there were Ra's al Ghul, and he talks about how he's not a member of the Light anymore. And uh, you saw Jason Todd and Damien. 
Damian Damian Wayne was a baby, and Jason Todd he was still in his brainwash phase, but he was working for Rachel Ghoul. But I'm just like, again, I'm like, where is this show going? I don't understand how is this going to connect the dark side. I don't understand how this connects to the light. And just seeing, and granted, I don't know because it's only the first six episodes. But I'm like, because they're releasing these episodes in like three episode blocks, it seems like none of the stuff connects really. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm confused. And I think part of it is also because I'm like, it was six years ago, so it's a lot of stuff I don't remember. Maybe that's probably why. Let's say we got to do a binge watch. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, like I, I enjoyed the episodes for what they were, but for the for like the young justice pantheon I'm like I don't know what's I don't know I don't know what's happening right now. Okay, so what would you rate the last 3 episodes together? <laughs> Michael's transforming into his true form. <laughs> um I give it a more than passable. Really after all that you're still giving it a more than passable? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it's the same thing I said about Seven Deadly Sins. Like, even though I don't necessarily know where the show is going, still fun. I still have fun with what I got. That is the worst. I hate. I hate that phrase. Now I still have fun. <laughs> I had fun. I mean, you said that about a movie. I don't remember what movie it was. You're no. like, yeah, I had fun. This so has I... become your your go to <laughs> when Michael has no more reasons. I had fun. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all that really matters. Okay. Was I bored or was I in, was I bored or was I invested? I was invested. But, but would you say that if the season continues and there's still no clear direction, would that I still had fun, like not be enough? Like would it? I mean, yeah. Obviously, once the season ends and you see the big picture, you're just like, yeah, none of this makes sense. Okay. Of course, it's gonna lower my rating. But as of right now, because I don't know, you don't know what you don't know. So mm-hmm. obviously, when you look back and you get to the end of the season, maybe you'll be like, okay. Now I see where they're going. Okay. I'm hoping that's where it ultimately ends up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be like, okay, what the fuck was the point? I assume it's going to all work out. Like, it, I, I mean, it has to. It's like a 20, 20 something episode arc. And yeah. I mean, considering it's the same creative team and we are, we already had two seasons with them, I like, I have faith in where the show is going to ultimately end up going. Okay. Cool. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch up for next week. When they release three more episodes. Three too. more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, real quick, rapid fire review. Rapid fire review. So I finished watching Black Clover. I've caught up 65 episodes. Holy shit. That's how many episodes there were? Yeah. So I just want to give my quick thoughts about Black Clover. Um, what do you know about that show? Anything? Remember we watched the first three episodes and I was like, I can't ah! do- yeah, I, can't, I was like, I can't do it. Asta! That's this back when Jamie was even Jamie was like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, Jamie would probably be really mad at me for watching this show. <laughs> but I had so many people telling me online that like it was legit better than My Academia, so I was just like, I got it, I got to at least check this shit out. So, 
fucking lie. It is a fucking lie. This is coming from I somebody. Wa- I didn't even watch it. I'm like, oh, that's coming from somebody that actually has watched it. And like, I will say that it ended up being better than I thought it was gonna be. But it's still not better than my. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't touch the fucking. What are you looking for? I dropped my phone. Oh. Keep talking. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't touch the fucking. Uh, I don't know. The hem of All Might's boots. It's not nearly as good. But for what it is. And yes, it, it, it took almost 50 fucking episodes, but I will say that I did end up enjoying the show by the end of my very long binge watch. Would I ever recommend anyone to watch as much as I did to like the show? Like that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it took that's no 50 episodes before you actually get invested. Like, that's too much. That's, too much. that's a waste of my life. It's too much. <laughs> and it's like, at least with Seven Deadly Sins, I don't know. I just feel like. Stuff like I don't know, I like I think Seven Deadly Sins is a better anime, and I think it's a better anime because at least it's doing things that are. It's all shonen, it's all Dragon Ball Z wannabe crap, but it's doing things that are at least a little different. Like Black Clover's biggest weakness, I think, is that you can describe it with other shows. Like it's basically Naruto. It's if you played ad libs with Naruto. Again, you don't watch Naruto, so you know what I'm talking about. But you can literally recreate Black Clover, which is the ad-libs of Naruto. Want to be Hokage? No, I'll be Wizard King. You want to use Chakra to power up? No, I use Mana. In this case, he uses Key. Uh, are you possessed by a demon Kyuubi? No. Just a demon. <laughs> Not a Kyuubi demon, just a demon. <laughs> like, it's... Even the characters themselves, like, they follow a lot of the same tropes that we've seen, just with slight differences. Um... And I think what ended up making me like the show, though, is just the over time, the constant reinforcement of the same character tropes over and over and over again. If you're describing Asa with one thing, it's almost the same thing as Deku and any main shonen character. He never gives up. And it's like, that's not enough to make a character interesting. But it's like someone that was writing the show was like, Hey, uh, what what's your main character's like main trait? He never gives up. You know, every main character has that same trait, right? No, but he never gives up. Yeah, they're all like that. No, yeah, no, no, no. Superman never gives up. Batman never no, gives up. No, the Flash no, never gives up. But he never, ever, ever gives up. And it's like that's not enough. But because they keep reinforcing the idea over and over and over again, when you get to the part where I got to in episode forty nine plus. They do some things that are slight tweaks on that trope. They make me go, oh, so you dialed that character trait up to 11. And that's what makes him kind of likable. It's his resiliency. It's that they drill down on the fact that there are things that happen to him that there should be a moment of depression or there should be a moment of, you know, you can, every main character, no matter how, like, I'll never give up. You know, there, there are moments where you hit your lowest point and you go like, oh shit, like you take an episode or two or maybe even an arc to kind of get your bearings back and you try and figure things out. And then at the end of the day, do you persevere? Yes. Do you ultimately come out on top? Yes. But it takes a little bit of doing. In this show, ever since, like there's a character point, there's a character trait or a character point for Asta that there's one moment in the show in the beginning where he feels depressed. A little bit of like he second guesses himself. And then after that, he never does it again. But he references back to that moment every time now when he should feel depressed. He goes, 
I felt that way once and I'll never do it again because I have a goal. And, and then I think in the fact that it becomes almost an analogy for real life where it's like, he keeps telling himself that, yeah, things might have me are bad. Yeah, I might not be able to reach my goal in the way that I think I should be able to. And yeah, there are things that are preventing me from reaching the goal that I want to. But I'm not going to let it keep me down. I'm going to be overwhelmingly and consistently positive. And that is what he does in every situation, no matter how bleak it is. And after a while, you take notice of that. And you kind of admire that. And a weird thing started to happen where when I started to take notice of that same thing, the other characters did too. And these other characters that were pretty bland for 90% of the show, because most of them are just one-trick ponies, where they have like one character trait, and they just keep regurgitating that trait over and over and over again. So it's like, this is who I am, this is, this is my character, this is one thing. <laughs> um, you realize they're all linked by the fact that they're all losers in some way. And them all being losers. Oh, no, didn't he have a brother that was like the best magic person? He's the best ever, but he he gets put into a group of other wizards. Like, they all have different, like, uh, not clans, but different, like Hufflepuff, Slytherin, like Harry Potter. His group are all losers. Like, everybody, and you don't really, they say that, but you don't really see that until much later in the show when they actually start drilling down different characters and their different backstories. But... And this is all basic shit. So when I'm explaining, it sounds all like the same shonen bullshit you've always seen. But like, by seeing him never give up, by seeing a character that in a world of magic, because the whole premise is everyone has magic, but one character, the main character, doesn't. Who does that sound like? Deku. Exactly. <laughs> but where I think the other characters admire Deku more for the fact that he's like a strategic mind and his his upbeat personality is like, are, are like... Um, innate leadership qualities. Asta's draw as a character is his perseverance. And the other characters around him, they're also losers that have, they have, they're also losers in the, in the world of magic, but compared to him, they're fucking, at least they have magic. So they're better than him. Does his voice get less annoying as time goes on? He does it less. He does the, ah, less, but honestly, by the time we get to the point in the show where I'm at, that almost has become, it's, it's so weird. These things that annoy me have kind of become endearing. Because that overzealousness is what makes him a likable character. Because like I was saying, like, these other characters... It's not even, like, the fact that he does it. It's just the actor's voice. It's annoying. Yeah, if maybe it's if they got somebody... Because, like, they all do that. Like, Dragon Ball Z, the screaming, the powering up. Like, they all do it. No, but... but it's just the way he sounds. It's, like, grating to my ears. Yes, it's very grating. But then when you realize that that's just part of his character insofar... Like, it's not like Dragon Ball Z where it's like, Ah, I'm powering up yelling! It's like, he's like a kid that is overselling his exuberance. He's, like, he's excited to be there. He wants to try his best. He always gives 110%. The other characters notice that, hey, this kid doesn't have magic, and he's the weakest out of all of us, and he should have every reason to give up, but he doesn't. Instead, he's always the one that motivates us. He's always the first person to start a fight. He's always the first person to jump in and save somebody, even though he's completely outclassed. Well, he gets magic, though, right? No. Well, where I'm at... His magic is anti-magic. Yes, but you see his, his climb. Because there's a thing where it's like, yeah, he's got anti-magic. And you think like, oh, so there's your MacGuffin for the main characters. Like with Deku, he's got the ultimate power. Now this is his ultimate. His his ultimate power is he's got the anti-thing to everybody else's powers. But it's like, 
when you when you watch the anime, you realize that the, their magic gives them like Dragon Ball Z powers. Like they can fly around, and they can shoot beams from a distance, and stuff like. Yeah, he can negate a, like their abilities with his sword, but it's still just a sword, and he's still just a guy. So it's like he can train and he can do push-ups and he can run and like you know do all the bullshit you know typical shonen anime stuff about getting stronger, but he still has physical limitations. Like yeah, you could. Uh, if someone has like a, a fiery a firewall they put up, you can cut through it and, and negate it. But what if they're shooting beams from a distance? You can block it, but you can't ever counterattack because you're too far away. You know what I mean? It's like there's it, there's a good checks and balances about how his powers. Yeah, if he hits you, you're fucked as a magician. But there's so many abilities in magic. There's so many different ways magic can be used. There's so many counters to his ability. So it's not like he's overpowered at all. And in fact, for a lot of the anime, he's very underpowered. Um, but I think the strength is when the other characters start to realize that that over exuberance is his strength and they start to, um, come around him as a character, there's a level of working together that happens in this show that makes it a very believable power difference or, or, or it, it changes the power gap in a very believable way. There's a lot of like, um, teamwork that, you know, we love superhero team ups. It's our thing. And what was the biggest complaint in Justice League? That the characters, yeah, even though, no, yeah, there was no team up. Yeah, they're all in the same room together, but there was no real like team attacks or cooperation. There are things that happen at the 49th episode <laughs> that go like, oh, so they can overcome their weaknesses by working together. They're all losers, but by working together, they can actually uh, cover each other's weaknesses, and they can do things that separately they would never even dream possible. And I don't know, it's the it's the the way that those things play out, it's just it's it's interesting, and it's like, oh wow! So this is the show now. This is what we've been waiting for, and I think the the progression to get there, you even though it's like, wow, you got a lot to fucking get through before you get to that point, like you kind of needed that stuff. You needed that all those different scenarios of him reinforcing that idea that he never gives up over and over again. So when you get to the point where the other characters acknowledge it, it feels earned. You, you see what I'm saying a little bit? All that being said, what would I rate it? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> High passable? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I cried. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Uh, it wasn't a perfect vision? Well, I can't. It's 49 episodes. It took 49 episodes to get there. <laughs> but, like, I, sh I shit you not. I was watching the 49th episode... And like the, the dominoes are falling and everything's falling into place. And like Black Clover, if there's anything good about the, the, the story or the plot, it's that they do this thing where like arcs will start one way, but there's just there's this constant escalation. So like they'll introduce an arc with like, oh, we have to go to this water dungeon. Very simple. We'll go to a water dungeon and we'll get this item. But then they go to a water dungeon and a villain shows up. And it's like, oh, let's defeat this villain. But then more villains show up. Oh, let's defeat those villains. Then the main villain shows up. What? We're fighting the main villain now? What the fuck is happening? Then some heroes show up and they fight that. It's this constant, like, things will start one way and start small, but continuously stack and stack and stack. So by the time you get to the end of whatever the arc is, it's like, it's a completely different premise. And, and a lot of times it's like, it's way more epic than when it started. So when you get to that point in uh, the anime in episode 49, like, and, and the things were happening that made me emotional, and I started tearing up, I was confused. I was like, who, who gave you 
the right <laughs> to be this good out of nowhere? When did when did I start caring? And then who said that? <laughs> who decided that? <laughs> and then light spoilers. Do you care about spoilers at all? You're never gonna watch no. this. <laughs> so spoilers for Black Clover. I mean, like, I I I knew this going into it, but it took so long to this point that. I had a new appreciation for it when I saw it and I almost had kind of forgotten about it. So I don't know if it's going to like really ruin you for anything. I don't know if it's going to ruin anything for those listening that might want to listen to this and then watch, but they do a thing after the biggest battle that Asta, the main character has ever had in the show where for the first time he's got the acknowledgement of all of his, his teammates for the first time you see his progression with his team. They've got, they've got teamwork like the, the biggest losers in the show that you thought were just no nothing, whatever characters, you end up being very likable. Like, they do a thing where in that fight, his arms get destroyed. And he still ends up finishing the fight in the most in a fucking epic way. But then the next arc starts, and they're like, oh, okay, let's just go fix your arms, because, you know, it's it's magic. Every time someone gets hurt in this anime, it's like, oh, we'll heal you this way, or we've got this spell that heal you, whatever. You know, bullshit, shonen shit. But then they tell you that his arms are never going to work again. And for the first time, Asta kind of goes quiet. And they treat it really heavy. Like, when he's told, like, the guy's, like, his his voice goes silent. And you just see Asta's expression. It's like, oh, my God. And I'm sitting there going, yo, when did this get serious? When did the fuck did this get serious right now? And, like, he, he leaves the party early. And they're like, yo, Asta's never, like leaves parties early like he never acts like this what's going on he's usually super positive why is he so upset and one of the characters I had overheard what had happened to him he's like yo he, his arms might be destroyed forever he might never be able to lift his sword again and like for a character like Asta who and again I'm like how do, why do I care how did this happen <laughs> it, that was all he had all, he wasn't even the best like even with his, his sword and being able to negate magic you know unless you get close to you you can't really do anything so he had to use his teammates to even be able to be effective as a fighter and for him to finally get somewhere with that ability and then to be told that, yo, bro, you might never be able to fight again. It's like, yo, what the fuck? This is a very emotional, poignant moment right now. And this is a character that's been overwhelmingly positive. Like, he's been positive to 11 in every situation. But this is the first time, you know, there's a moment where he's sitting by himself kind of looking at the sky and he's like thinking back about all the times he used his sword like in the, over the course of the series. Hello, darkness, my old Yeah, kind of. And this is the moment where you go, okay, so this is the time where he's got to have like a self-reflection and this is going to change his character a little bit. And, you know, he might be down for a couple episodes or even an arc, but, you know, where's he going to go? But he's just like, and you think as an audience member, you're, you're, you're with the other characters like, yo, Asta, what's up, man? What are we going to do? But he's like, no. I'm not going to give up. Fate, you play a cruel joke, but even if I can't use my arms again, I'm going to find a way. And if I can't find a way, I'm going to use my feet. I'm going to find a different way to use my abilities even without my arms. And it's endearing. Like, I got a little choked up from that. I was like, wow, okay. He really, his his character, like his his entire character is he's unwavering in his positivity. Even things that would, you know, knock anybody off their game for a second. He's like, no, I will not be sad again. My goal is to be the Wizard King, and every second I spend being sad is a, is a second that's wasted toward my dream. And I won't ever do that again. And I know, just having that same message constantly reinforced, I think that's, a, that's pretty powerful. I think it can speak to people with depression and stuff, too. Like, you know, that's the message you need to hear, I think. Um, 
but yeah, fuck it. I, I can never recommend this show. It takes too long to get there. <laughs> but will I keep watching? I think so. I mean, at this point, you might as well. But it's weird because I hated this show. Invested all these hours. I was hate watching for so long. Yeah. I don't know. Now you got Stockholm syndrome. I guess I do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, I could talk about Godzilla Planet Eater too, but there's no point. That movie sucks. Poor vision. For okay. the, real quick, Godzilla Planet Eater, and this goes for the entire Godzilla trilogy. Poor vision. Each of those movies is like two hours plus long. There's probably like 10 minutes of Godzilla in each of those movies. And for those 10 minutes, it's the most slow moving, shitty looking CGI Godzilla you've ever seen in your life. So the best Godzilla. No, the worst fucking <laughs> Godzilla. Uh, uh, I literally skimmed this last movie. I skimmed it. I was like, I can't do this again. The last movie was so fucking boring. And this movie just seemed like more of the same. So I was like, skip, 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 skip. Godzilla! Oh, whack. Skip, 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 skip. Got to the end. Watched the ending. Was even disappointed with that. So if I had it literally watched throughout the entire movie, I would have been, been raging. I would be like, Mr. Magoo! <laughs> but poor vision. They've ruined King Ghidorah. <laughs> ruined it! I don't, I don't, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, okay, it's the three-headed dragon thing. But in this version, it's so the a Hydra. Fu- yeah, the Hydra. But in this version, it's it's always like a dragon, like a physical dragon. But for whatever reason, this show or this movie wanted to ruin that, just like it ruined Mechagodzilla, made Mechagodzilla to a fucking city. Fucking stupid. In a city. It no, Mechagodzilla was a city. That's why. Yeah, they turned into a city. Yeah, I don't get it. Exactly. <laughs> so is it Mortal Engines? No, that would actually been interesting. No, it was a thing. Stupid. You don't even want to know. Just real quick, the, the, what they did was apparently Mechagodzilla fought Godzilla back in the day. And then the premise of this movie is like thousands of years later, Godzilla's still around, but he's grown to like giant proportions, even more so. But Mechagodzilla was destroyed, but whatever nanotechnology made it work in the first place somehow like spread into the ground. And started rebuilding itself. But instead of rebuilding Mechagodzilla, it rebuilt the facility that made Mechagodzilla. So it became a Mechagodzilla city. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and and the thrilling finish of that movie was Godzilla fought a city. I was going to say, how does that work? He very slowly walked over to the city. And stomped on the buildings? <laughs> no. Well, kind of. And the city hit him with a beam. And then he hit it with the beam back. The end. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> and then they, the, 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 the cliffhanger of that movie, that was the second movie, was, oh, but King Ghidorah's coming. And King Ghidorah is always the antithesis to Godzilla in every movie he's in. But in this movie, they made him an interdimensional dragon from another universe. So it's like a ghost dragon. But it's not even one dragon. It's like three different serpents that come from this black hole. And Godzilla... You, it's... It's giant monsters fighting. How did you fuck that up? It's they make it a ghost, so you can't. He can't even touch it. So it's so like how are they fighting? They're not. <laughs> Very slowly, three ghost snakes come from the sky and just slowly wrap around Godzilla. And until the main character does some bullshit that makes it tangible, it's just Godzilla going, "Ah, it's hurting me by touching me, but I can't touch it." Ah. And then it becomes physical and he kills it instantly. It's not exciting. Okay. You see how like I'm this this is as exciting as the movies are. <laughs> There's no real like 
thrilling monster battles because like they make Godzilla so big and slow and lumbering. And the 3D is really shitty. So it's really boring to watch. And the characters are really shitty. So it's really boring to watch. So basically you're saying it's really boring to watch. It's really boring to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a a diehard Godzilla fan and I just can't get into those fucking movies. So, you know, the last one, Planet Eater, came out and I was like, hey, let's check this one out. Just as bad. (laughs) So there you go. Poor vision for all three of them. Don't watch them if you're Godzilla fans. No point. That's it. So yeah, you hear that, guys? Go watch Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get in the news of the week. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. You better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want to hand me down. I don't want kitty gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Alright, guys. It's time for trailer time. It's time for trailer, trailer time. time. Watching trailers, I don't know. <laughs> uh so yeah, Netflix is having a thing. They're having a a fetish for these post-apocalyptic movies. So first they released Bird Box, which had critical acclaim. So now they want to do another one called IO. I heard the radio transmission. Where's everyone else? There is no one else. Is it the same everywhere? Yeah, it's the same everywhere. What was it like before? I was going to be a teacher, but we weren't ready for this. You're going to the final Exodus launch? That's right. For my dad, leaving was just a last resort. I saw dozens of people starve to death because of hope. I won't make the same mistake twice. When do we leave? The final shuttle off Earth leaves in 48 hours. We have a long way to travel. We mess up and we die. We need to stay the night in the toxic zone. It's not possible. It's possible, but it's farther than I've ever gone. Let's do this. They moved the launch site. We're stuck here! We can make it. That comes out, uh, I think it comes out next week. Yeah, January 18th, it comes out next week. And it's starring Anthony Mackie. So, Io, in case you don't know, Io is the name of the, the moon on Jupiter. And that's all I'm going to tell you. So, yeah, what would you think of the trailer? If you haven't seen if You, you say it like there's spoilers in the trailer. Yeah, like... No, there's no spoilers in the trailer, but I'm just saying, if you know... If you, that's basically the premise of the movie, going to Jupiter's moon. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you think? <laughs> it was all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, know, I was watching it. I was just like, I, there's a lot of movies with post-apocalyptic black guys. Denzel Washington. I, I almost I was like... Book like, of Eli. Yeah, Book of Eli. I feel like this could have been Will Smith. Just I Am Legend or something. <laughs> I don't know, I was waiting for monsters or some kind of reveal, like, the the world's toxic, but, like, it's just poisonous, there's no, like, mutations or nothing. They didn't make it seem like there was. No, they didn't make it seem like, it's just, like, gas or whatever. I don't know, I thought it was funny that the, the, the trailer was like, the the world, or the earth has become toxic. I'm like, yeah, with terrible fans, am I right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's already like that. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that, we'll get into some more of that later. It looks interesting but 
if it wasn't gonna be on Netflix, I wouldn't go out my way to see it. Oh, like, definitely. If it wasn't like if it was in the theaters, I'm like moving on. Yeah. Falcon on Earth <laughs> after the snap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm into it. Even though he got snapped, but still. He somehow made it into another... Di- when he got snapped, he went to a different dimension. That's a theory. <laughs> That's a prevailing theory online. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. Next week, maybe we'll check it out if we don't have to. Because, I mean, it comes out... Punisher also comes out next week. Glass also comes out next week. So, I'm like, this, maybe we'll add it. Maybe we'll add it to the list. We'll see. I'll see what people say about it. But yeah, check out the trailer if you haven't. Next trailer that Jordan doesn't want to talk about because it's too black. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. It's too black. And I was like, no, we're going to talk about it because this is a this is blurred vision. It's called Black Nerd. But there's a lot of... Like, why is this Black Nerd, though? Like, why... There's a lot of black movies. Like, why this one? Well, no, but this is a this is like a Black Nerd magic movie. It's nerd magic? What's it's a, the girls in like a nerd? So would you consider Freaky Friday a, a nerdy thing? That's not black people. <laughs> <Does> that, <laughs> just because it's black, it's not the nerd part in it, though. There's no black people. It's not like it's a superhero thing or something. It is superhero. She's she she's magic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm say, just trying to figure out your line. That's what all. What do I say? I like sex, gore, magic, blood. This has magic. So did you like Freaky Friday? I didn't see Freaky Friday. <laughs> it's just your whole case. You There's talking? no black people in it. Oh, that's why. Okay, all right. So, what is the movie in? Basically, little is as Jordan calls it, big in reverse. Hello. Wake up! Oh, hey, Jordan. Be awake when I call. But I don't know when you're gonna call. So, when would I sleep? When I'm not calling. Am I being unreasonable? No. No, it's not unreasonable at all. Excuse me. Uh, Taking the boss ladies on a warpath this morning. I'm money. I got money. Every morning. No! Ding dong! Ding dong! Money. I really think I could help this company if you just gave me a chance. Just concentrate on being my assistant. Were you always mean? I got big and I got rich. So now who gonna check me, boo? I wish you were my age. Then I'd check you, boo. I wish you were little. I told you, watch it. Jesus. How did you go from this to this? You went to bed grown and then you woke up little. That's for white people, because black people don't have the time. What? Child Protective Services? Enroll this child in school or somebody is going to jail. By somebody, do you mean... Jordan, to everyone else, you're a child, so you have to start acting like it. Get back to work. Whose child is this walking around here in a tiny pink pantsuit? It's reversed in every way. Instead yeah, of a white ma- a white boy becoming a white man, it's a black, black woman, woman becoming a black, black girl. <laughs> and more or less, I guess, because the way it sets up is like she, she she's more or less the devil wears Prada. She's a bitch. Yeah, pretty much. She's a super bitch. And so I guess... Her becoming a little kid is going to, you know, usually the mess. Teach type you thing. a lesson. Yeah, it's going to teach you a lesson. She's going to become humble by the end. But my thing is, and it's was starring, the little girl a sorceress? It's starring Issa Rae, Issa Rae uh, Regina Hall, and the young black girl, uh, Marsa, I don't remember her last name, from uh, Blackish. See, in Big, 
he becomes a man because he makes a wish on a like a one of those circus you know, you stick a quarter in and you get like a fortune card, a fortune teller thing. Yeah. I don't know how the little girl, the little girl's a sorceress. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't know how that works. What I the mean, fuck? gotta <laughs> see the, I guess we gotta see the movie. Maybe she's, she's some type of witch. Maybe, I guess. Didn't seem like, seem like a normal little girl. Yeah. seemed like a normal little girl. That's odd. <laughs> but I mean, it's the same thing. Like, uh, you ever seen that movie? What women want? He got sh- struck by a lightning and no. then all of a sudden he became, he became telepathic. Oh yeah. All right. Mel Gibson. Okay. I guess it's in that same. It's fucking weird. Yeah, and my thing is usually the movies like this are like one of them has to be like or, or the person that becomes someone else, the person they become is the actor, but this is the opposite. Like, is that little girl an actress in anything? I just said the little girl in Blackish. Okay, all right. I was like, why is like a name? I know her, the the main girl. Yeah, Regina Hall. Yeah, this is like why is a known person becoming someone I don't know? It's usually the other, like the other way around. Well, people know black. I mean, blackish is like the number one comedy. Okay, so I didn't know that. So, because too black, <laughs> it is. It's too black. That's too why Jordan, black. That's why Jordan doesn't care about it. No, I, I, I was curious to see why you were excited about this because you're the same person that didn't like Meliodas. Oh, I didn't mention that in the Black Clover. Real quick, there's one thing in Black Clover that was like, if you didn't like Meliodas, what the fuck? I have no idea why this is a thing in anime. What the fuck is going on in, in Japan with little sisters? Okay, why is it okay for brothers to have incestuous, like, lusting relationships for their little sisters? There's literally a character in the Little Black Clover that his sole character trait is that he's, like, they don't say he's sexually aroused by his little sister, but they heavily imply that he is sexually aroused by his little sister. He has a bloody nose every time he talks about her. And usually when Japanese, that bloody nose means they're aroused. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody makes fun for it. Like it's a, it's a known thing in the anime. It's like, oh, we're a little sister complex, and it's like funny. But I'm like, it's not funny. This is weird. Like this whole anime they're dedicated to the little sister like fetish shit. But this is like just like a, a a character in a shonen anime. I, I think a lot of it, especially like with the sexual stuff, has to do with like, for the most part, like I don't even know if it's just Japan. Or is it Asian culture? Period. But like a lot of them are like sex, sex repressed. Okay. Like you think about like you read studies and stuff like that. How like guys and stuff are not really hooking up, and the, the birth rate is going super low. Cause cause all this weird hentai and now it's bleeding into the. That's anime. what I'm saying. Like I think it bleeds the fact because they're so sex repressed. They they make the anime. But why is it culturally okay for them to be incestually lusting over a little sister? Like there, there, you know that, right? There, there are anime that are completely. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like uh, a lot, like a lot of mainstream anime that are just about what's the premise? Oh, it's a brother and a sister, and the sister is in like weirdly sexually compromising situations with the brother, and it's just okay. Like what? Constantly? Yes, it's fan service. Constantly. Yes, she'll be naked or she'll be in like lewd outfits, and he'll be like getting all aroused. And isn't it funny? Like, no, it's not funny. Why is this okay? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, there are. There's a lot actually. That's what I said. So. For the people, if you don't have, if you don't, or if you're sex repressed, a lot of weird shit will come out. Okay, and that being said, this is what I'm bringing up in the first place for. Uh, I'm curious why you like this trailer because they should never remake Big. Big should never be remade, ever. And they're kind of doing that with this. And you know why Big should never be remade? Why? Because, yeah, because he's a kid. It's with, creepy. With the girl, yeah, with the adult. Do, do you remember Big? 
and how like she you know she found out that he was a kid but they they had sex and then when she finds out he's a kid she's still kind of like a weird like oh if only you weren't a kid <laughs> like he became a kid and walked away she's still looking at him like i fucked that kid like, you know what i mean <laughs> it's weird and yeah, they that, do the same but- thing in this trailer where she's lusting as a little kid over this guy and it's like oh isn't that cute but and no but, like- but he's like he's like no like so it's, so it's different in in that sense because big she was like oh well it already happened okay fine yeah but i'm just saying that the joke but, is still but even ha, still, ha, ha, pedophilia because <laughs> i mean you even got that because i mean for the most part little kids have like you didn't have a crush on an adult teacher or whatever than when you were younger or any type of adult when you were younger so that's pretty much the trope of it in this like she has the crush on the adult but the adult is like yeah no that's not okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so still weird it's not weird. it's not necessarily the same thing mm. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's not mm. <laughs> it's weird and big it's weird in this it's not even it's not the same thing as big it's a little weird <laughs> it's a little weird but yeah i'm excited because it's like a more so like the behind the scenes thing like it represents like three generations of black women actresses you got regina hall east you know passing the torch to Issa ray passing the torch to Marsha. And then on top of that, she's also the young... She's producing this movie, The Little Girl. So she's the youngest producer ever in Hollywood. Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, and then... Uh, like, it's not cool enough for me to care. This movie's like, <laughs> movie's like Little Black Girl Magic. I think it's stupid. It's because you're trash. <laughs> stupid. I think this movie's stupid, too. Like, as, as a concept, it's been done a billion times. I, we just named, like, three movies that are exactly the same premise. But it hasn't been done with, with a black person. Yeah, then by that, that changes the that changes uh, the culture because no, it's, diff- it it's different culture. It looks ex- same. It looks exactly. Like, it it look, doesn't look black. It looks generic like anything else. No, it, it just being black doesn't make it good. I didn't say. I don't know if the movie's gonna be good or not. I didn't say the movie was gonna be well, good. What in the trailer looks good? It looks corny. Not to me. Why? Because it looks it looks like a fun, cute movie with you know with black children. It's Freaky Friday. <laughs> it's Freaky Friday. It's big. Just more generic. Yeah, I disagree. What, what what didn't look generic in this trailer? Like what what looked different? Tell me something that looked different that, that we haven't seen before, other than being a black person. The fact that uh, you ha- you never seen these actors in this type of role, so that's exciting. <laughs> black person. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. It's not enough. It's not Why? enough to make it good. It's I didn't say the movie. I didn't say the movie's gonna be good. More You're taking. I, I'm just basing on what the premise of the movie is. I just said yes, the thing generic. that makes me excited is that more so the behind the scenes stuff of what this movie represents. Why? And then on top what of that, it represent? and then on top it's of because it's black doesn't represent anything. It doesn't, re- it doesn't represent something just because there's black people in the same generic shit we've seen. Why? Well, how does that represent anything? What does it represent? The fact that why? Why can't we have a fantasy type of big like we never had a movie where like. Uh, so we're gonna remake every type of movie ever just and make it black. I mean, they did that with the Wiz. The Wiz was great. Yeah, but you don't need and that was that was a that was a remake. You don't need everything to be a, have a black version either. Like no, that's, that's, not, that's not representation. But not everything has. A, I mean, just because this one thing is, you say, oh, it's a white the yeah, black version of big. That's not. Saying, oh, everything is getting remade. But your your entire reason for saying it's interesting is everything you're saying is just oh, but it's it's black this time. It's like, that's not, you're saying it doesn't make it good, okay, but you're, the same thing doesn't make it interesting either. There's nothing in this trailer that was f- particularly funny. There's nothing that's particularly original. Just because there's black people in the same thing for Freaky Friday, but black, does not make it interesting. I disagree. 
I when I watched the trailer, I laughed. I don't know what at, the, at what at the joke like the Issa Rae Issa Rage uh, dealing with the uh, Regina Hall like well, the fact that she was such a bitch and she's like uh, what was what was the beginning of the line you need to answer you need to answer the phone or whatever every time she's like uh, I was sleep they don't sleep oh that like all that like that little stuff that was funny to me <laughs> maybe just because you didn't laugh <laughs> hey humor is subjective so I can't even say that you're wrong about that I'm just saying that we've seen it done a million times. Just making it black does not make it interesting, and like if I think if it wasn't black, you'd be like, oh, whatever to this movie, but because it's a you, because it's black people in it, you're just like, oh, representation, like that. How about good representation? How about you you actually show me in the trailer? But you assume the movie's not going to be good. Well, in the, I'm basing off of what I've seen and in the trailer. They've shown me nothing that makes it even a twist on that genre. Like twist it a little bit. Show me some things that seem cultural, but to me, it just seem like the most basic. I'm not going to say whitewash black movie, but like there was nothing in it that even looked like, oh yeah, man, that's the culture. They get it. Like it's just Freaky Friday, but black. <laughs> that's enough for you. <laughs> that's enough for me. Okay. Well, it's not enough for me. <laughs> it's got to have more to it than that. I think if anything, you want black liberation, you should want more than that. No? He's <laughs> like, nah. I'm like, I'm again, I think about it from the behind the scenes as the director is a black woman, the writer is a black, the producer is black. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't make it interesting or good. <laughs> and again, but, you're like, no, I'm just saying it's good. But like, you're, you're using this as, as, as pluses. You're using this as like, but this means that this means something. Like, it, Wrinkle in Time had the same things, but it was a bad movie. Yes, A Wrinkle in Time was a bad movie, but we didn't know that going into it. And even before that, I was excited about A Wrinkle in Time until I actually watched it. And I was like, okay, I was excited for this and I was disappointed. I don't think it could be, be s- the, It could be the same thing. I could be, I could be I excited and then see the movie and just be disappointed. I don't think or we're doing I a service see the mo- to black people by just being excited for things that are black for, the, for just because they're black. That's the same thing people online get mad about, where it's like, oh, Black Panther only did well because it's but black you kinda, But it. you make the same argument by saying, well, I, I, I can understand why some people have a certain expectation or a certain feeling about Black Panther because we haven't seen that before. It's almost the same thing. We haven't seen this before. Granted, Wait, Black not, Panther's it, a little Black, di- black Panther's yeah, like, different. Black Panther's not Black Iron Man. A little bit he is. But <laughs> it's not like a one-to-one thing. Like, this is Black Freaky Friday. This is Black Big We've seen this movie, and those are just two examples. There are way more than that. And no, and we haven't seen. We don't know what they might do that might be different. Again, we haven't seen the movie okay, yet. It might be. It might be one to one, but it might not be. I mean, I'm just basing off the trailer again. Again, the movie could have a crazy twist in it that totally subverts the genre and and change. I could be eating crow like a motherfucker, but I'm just basing this completely off of what I've seen. Or well, your trailer. More than likely, you're not going to see it. <laughs> well, you can tell me about it. <laughs> if you tell me about it, and you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just basing off what I saw in the trailer. So, like, yeah, you're all excited. But I'm like, oh, I roll. Seen it. Seen it a like, million times. We need a woman on this podcast. <laughs> Why do you assume a woman would just like it? Because I saw most of, most of the praise I saw were from especially black women. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, I want a woman to agree with me. But what if, the, what if a black woman was on this podcast and was like, I, don't, I think it looks stupid? What would you say? I'm saying based on the based on the praise that I've seen, I've seen mostly black women. I mean, just like you said before, it was like, oh, we need a woman on a podcast about the rape stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I would be curious to see what a black woman thought about this. I'm going to ask my girlfriend right now. What did you think? Continue. <laughs> what did you think about Little? 
I want to see what she say. I'm gonna say it. But yeah, but uh, I'm I, I want to see it. I'm excited. And then I'm a supporter. I'm a support. Like I said, I'm supportive of all three of those actors. So, hey, Black Girl Magic, little. Black girl man. <laughs> I'm always I want to see what she says. I'm actually curious too. I'll but, uh to be continued on that. <laughs> but yeah, but well did did she even see it? That that would be the thing. She might not uh, even saw it. I don't know. We'll find out. These these are all interesting survey questions. <laughs> 1. Are you aware of little? 2. Did you like little? <laughs> Anyway, uh, what's next? Next trailer, uh, Punisher, season two. Why did you help me in the bar that night? What was I supposed to do? I had to get involved. It is what it is, I guess. You know, it's almost like you were happy for the excuse. it comes out it's gonna get canceled so yeah <laughs> what'd you think about season two of punisher i was telling you before the podcast sorry i'm not that excited for punisher season two i guess maybe it is because it's getting canceled yeah more than likely um after it comes out like a week later it's gonna be like it got canceled and the punisher is one of those stories it's like you know i feel like they kind of told the story already like i don't know where else there is to go for his character i mean i guess there's other things you can adapt but I don't know what, because I'm not a Punisher reader, so I don't even know the other Punisher stories. Um, what I am kind of interested in is the villain, because it's the same villain from season one, but what I don't like is the fact that, you know, his whole thing is his face is fucked up, so he wears a mask, but his face is like two scratches on it. <laughs> yeah, I was, thinking, I was like, his his character arc, he's, he's called Jigsaw, and yet... And, and the reason he's called Jigsaw is because his face is all puzzled, like fucked up to the point it looks like a Jigsaw puzzle. But in this version, he had like one scar on his <laughs> entire face. <laughs> and it reminded me of, uh, whatchamacallit, um, damn it, Ready Player One, where she was like, uh, yeah, I don't want you to look upon my face or whatever, because, uh, you know, I'm oh, ugly. The yeah, the birth. And then, they, <laughs> then you see her face. And she has this, like, yeah, just a little tiny birthmark. And I'm like, you cover that up with makeup if you really had that much of an issue issue about it. But you're still, overall, you're still a hot girl. <laughs> Very much so. And it was the same thing with him. It's like, you didn't really, you had one scar on your face, yet you're supposed to be Jigsaw. Yeah, you still look beautiful, dude. Yeah, you still. You're <laughs> what's with the Hollywood pretty? Like, I don't yeah, understand. Or Hollywood beautiful. ugly. Like, 
Why why are they so scared to make actors look bad? I guess I don't know. Yes, they're scared if you look bad. That's automatic. I don't know. <laughs> Especially when it's like yeah, that's your whole like character thing. That's, that's what your character is all about. Like your face is fucked up. So if your face isn't that fucked up, like why are you why are you sad? <laughs> why are you angry? Yeah. I, but I mean, he was a villain before that, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you know, he's wearing the mask because he's so ugly. But he's not. Yeah, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good looking. But overall, though, the trailers, I mean, the trailer looked like the trailer looked interesting. The trailer was interesting. I mean, it was just action beats. Yeah, that, that's mostly what it was. it was. I didn't really get much from the story. I don't know what the story is. Yeah, I don't know what the story is. I just saw the act, but I still like the action beats. And it still looked like it's going to be just as bloody as the first season. And that's what the Punisher's all about. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, canceled. <laughs> yeah, I don't want a flowery Punisher story. <laughs> and yeah, then it's going to get canceled like the next week. So, I mean, I'm still going to watch it. But yeah, I'm not like excited because just again, I mentioned this before. When I know a show is going to get canceled, it makes me less inclined to want to to want to watch it. Yeah. But whatever, I'm still going to watch it just because we got we're slaves. Yeah. <laughs> we're slaves. To this and then stuff. I'm like, we got to review it. Pretty sure people want to hear what we thought about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's that. Woo. <laughs> not not as exciting Punisher. Man, Let's- she'll respond in like a second any other time. The f- when I actually want her to talk to, <laughs> to give her input, nothing. Uh, where am I going? Oh, and then, oh, speaking of, I just like going back to little, where he's like, uh, are you talking about black liberation? You should want more. And black then, liberation. And then part of that, like part of black liberation, like let's say the movie is like the mediocre of mediocre or even terrible. It's like, even that to me is okay because like true, true, equality and liberation is like why can't we have our like why shitty movie yeah why can't we have a shitty movie like more times than not when a black movie comes out and it's bad they're all the people or people say or let's say it's good and nobody goes see it people go oh see see that's why we shouldn't make these types of movies because they don't make any money or whatever the case may be but how many shit movies does matt damon have to come out with and they keep bombing but yeah he keeps getting chances to do these movies and stuff like that but then when it's us even if we come out with a good movie and it makes money, they don't want to do another are you, one. Are you like arguing for mediocrity? <laughs> like, hey, damn it, we should have mediocre movies too. No, how about we we strive for good movies? No, they're but, original. But, but I'm saying, different. but they but they but they try to do that for every movie. But not every movie is going to be good. But at least, we'll, we'll like, but it's like when us, if we come out with a mediocre movie, we don't get another chance. If it's mediocre, it's mediocre. But at least make the premise different. <laughs> like the premise is so generic. But how many movies are pretty much the same? Regardless, I'm not going to argue for a mediocre, mediocre movie. Like, it doesn't matter. Black or white. I don't want it. <laughs> like, But I'm saying... Like, I know what you're saying in the grand scheme of things. Why can't you know if it's truly equal, then we should have shitty movies too. Yeah, okay, great. But if you're going to... And I'm not even me, saying this movie's going to be shitty. I'm just yeah, saying. I see what you're saying. But still, I'm not going to argue for a mediocre movie. What I'm seeing is is generic. And if you wanted me to be excited for it, make it less generic. And I think it could have been. It didn't have to be freaky fighting, but black. It could have had some kind of twist in the trailer. It could have shown something to make it look different, but it didn't. <laughs> so that's all. I just don't. I don't. I don't want a mediocre movie, black or white. That's true equality. I'm. I'm mad regardless. <laughs> and if you had brought this up and it was like white movie that looked generic as fuck, I'd be like, why are we talking about this? Same. It's too black. No. <laughs> I want true black liberation. I want good things. I want them to look good and be promoted good. 
and this was even if it was a great movie and just promoted shitty, I want to be, be, be I want to be promoted better. Cut mean? a better trailer. I was like promoted like they released a trailer. I don't get it. Cut a better one. <laughs> I like the trailer. Mm, that's good for you. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of another trailer that I did like, which I'm like, why wasn't this the first trailer? Captain Marvel. Grunge is a good look for you. Did you have a rough day, Agent Fury? I'm gonna need clarification on this space invasion. Scrolls are infiltrating your planet. They're shapeshifters. Okay, prove you're not a scroll. That's a photon blast. And? No scroll cannot do that. I'm just supposed to take your word for that. We are Kree. Strong. United. You have to let go of the past. I don't remember my past. Control it. I have this power. But I don't know where it came from. I've never seen anything like her. You think you can find others? She's just the beginning. You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. What is this? The S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. Does announcing your identity on clothing help with the covert part of your job? Said the space soldier who was wearing a rubber suit. Mm. Release their final... I'm just conservative vision over here because I'm just... Yeah, you are. I also have words for like, Captain Marvel, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but the Captain Marvel, I was... but Feminist shit. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed this trailer. I thought it should have been the first trailer. Let me and ask you one question. They didn't really show anything different. No, 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 not that. I still think that there's some kind of twist that they're keeping under wraps, just like with the the Hydra thing for Winter Soldier. It's, it, they've shown us too much of the same footage over and over again for not to be something in there. The only thing I will say about this trailer that made me go, wait, what? There's a moment at the end where she puts on the shield hat, and she uh, she actually says the word shield. Like, you guys are wearing your shield logo on your hat. It's oh, I not saw very... Jeremy Johns run, run about this. The fact that he has, uh, it's like, wait, shield wasn't called shield yeah, until Yeah, it wasn't Iron called Man shield 1. until the end of Iron Man 1. Yeah. I said that before I saw the Jeremy Johns thing. I was like, oh, so I, I guess I wasn't the only one that caught oh, that. Okay. But yeah, I was like, it wasn't called shield in the 90s. I mean, they still had, it was still the strategic homeland, whatever, logistics division. Maybe but, Colson just didn't know. <laughs> I guess maybe he he wasn't in that level yet. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't on level seven. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only thing. I was like, it's not a big complaint, but I was like, it wasn't called S.H.I.E.L.D. until Iron Man. I have one question, though. Are you more impressed with Brie Larson's acting? No. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what I was going to say. I just... They've given us more scenes in this trailer with her and her banter with Nick Fury. And I like the banter... But I really only like it coming from Nick Fury. She seems very bland. Like, all her delivery... I know that was, like, the the big thing online when the first trailer came out. Like, oh, brand, bland Brie Larson. Oh, she never smiles. Yada, yada, yada. She don't got to smile. I don't give a fuck about that. But her delivery just seems flat in every scene. Yeah. Like, I'm not looking to hate her. I, I want to like her. But I'm not getting any kind of, like, fun vibe from her. Like, it's you know what I mean? It's a photon blast. What does that mean? Scroll can't do that. How yeah. do I know that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like his his side of that dialogue is like, oh, okay, he makes it this scene funny. 
But like, I'm like, are they? And I, I mean, it's got to be something more to it because for the most part, when it comes to the movies, not the TV shows, but the movies, Marvel hasn't really let us. What ast- if this is for, it? For the most part, they haven't really let us astray for what casting. What if this is the miss? And, and, Can't bet a hundred all and, the time. And, and they're not even. Yeah, I guess statistically speaking, eventually they have to have a dud. But then on top of that, the fact that she's an Oscar-nominated actress, so I'm just like, have you seen what has she been in on this? Um, the Room and something else. I haven't seen the bunch. Room. I haven't seen her. I think that's the movie she was nominated. I think that's the movie she was nominated. That's the one for that she's like locked in a room and she got raped and had a kid and stuff. Yeah, right? I don't know. But I'm like, but the fact that she's nominated for, I'm like, there's got to be something. So maybe like. I don't know the rumors about her, but the fact because she's bland for a re- like she, that delivery is purposeful because she doesn't have her memory, she doesn't remember her human side, so she's like not given good. a human. I could I could hear that being excuse. That's what use I mean. That's what I heard, but I'm like I don't even know if that's like I mean I don't know what the storyline is. So if that turns but out even to be if that's the case, and but if she's like that the entire movie, does it matter? She's still that's how she acts. Like I don't care what the story reason is. Like I'm not feeling her character. Based off just how she delivers dialogue, and I've never had that reaction with any other character, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. I would say maybe the closest was Quicksilver. Well, that's because of the accent. Yeah, I know, but like, but you know what I mean? Like the like there being a barrier between you and actually feeling for the character. Like I feel like that's the same kind of feeling I have with Quicksilver and her. That's not a good sign because. Like that's a good reason Quicksilver died because it's like okay, well at least plus, he, he wasn't a main, he was a main character. Like she's the title character. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm getting more and more nervous because the more I see of her, I'm, the more I'm like, ah, I don't like that either. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, I mean, she, she her delivery is almost Gal Gadot because I don't necessarily like Gal Gadot's delivery either, like her acting. Yeah. Kalel, no. <laughs> Kalel, remember who you are. But her accent, for me, matched it's the not, but it's Yeah, I was gonna say it's not even her accent that that I have a problem with. It's the no, no, no. It's but I know it's delivery. But I think the accent helps mask it, at least to me. Like if you have an, if you have an accent, I feel like you talking through the accent, I give some leeway to like okay, she's like you know, it's not her first language. Even though Amazonians know all the languages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just... Mm, mm. I'm scared for Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm, I'm not scared, but... I am. <laughs> I would say... Because the same thing. If if this turns out... If she ends up being the weakest part of this movie, just like with the Starfire stuff, it it like validates a lot of that criticism. Yeah. And this is like, you know... this It's already being heavily criticized... For the SJW aspects, the perceived SJW aspects of the movie, but yeah, I would say fun, like funny enough, if we were to do like, because I said this is something I want to do for Patreon top ten most anticipated movies of 2019. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on my list. I don't. I don't think Captain Marvel's on my list either. Yeah, I don't think Captain Marvel. I didn't think about it, but it I'm might like, be. It's a lot. It's a lot. Of but I'm like, I don't. I don't. I, great. Yeah, I haven't like actually thought about it and put looked at the movies for the year. But I'm like, I don't know if it. I don't think it'll be on my list. I don't think so. So next, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm thinking about. It. I'm like I don't think it would be. I'm more way more excited for Spider Man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely that was definitely. But good. I haven't seen anything of Spider Man. Yeah, I haven't seen anything of Spider Man. But we already seen Tom Holland and, yeah. and Homecoming and all that stuff. So I think a lot of it. I don't think Captain Brie Larson like when I think of 
Captain Marvel in my head from the comics. Brie Larson doesn't really embody that. Like, she's got a very, like, even how she looks, she's got a very round, cute face. Like, I think somebody, like, stern and, like, well, battle-hardened. I, I, I liked Emily Blunt as as Captain Marvel. That Daenerys? Idea. Huh? Daenerys? That's not Emily Blunt. Who's Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt is, uh, what's her face from A Quiet Place? The wife. Oh! Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I like the casting. And, uh... Who was she? She was uh, uh, days of days of tomorrow, whatever. Days of edge, of, edge, of, edge of tomorrow. Oh yeah, as the 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 chick that Tom Cruise worked with. Yeah, yeah, she was good as like the military chick in that. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, that's a way better casting. Why Brie Larson? Because she got an Oscar. I don't know. I guess so. All right. But, I'm not gonna fight your war. I'm gonna end it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, someone ending wars, Aquaman has now become the winner of the war of DC box office, well, kind of, uh, by surpassing all of the DCEU movies. And now it's up to the point that Aquaman has now officially made $1 billion. One billion dollars and it has surpassed the dark knight in box office speaking of mediocre things doing well <laughs> and it's on its way because the, the the highest grossing dc movie ever not dceu but the dc movie franchise is dark knight rises and it's on its way to top the dark knight dark knight rises oh sweet so aquaman is basically Swimming its way along, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Finding Nemo, uh, so undeserved. <laughs> the highest grossing DC movie ever. Do you think it's just the overseas because of the effects? Is that why it's making so much money? Probably. Yeah. I'm curious to see what Shazam's gonna it's do doing. Now. It's doing way better overseas than it. Is. I mean, not to say that's bombing over here, because nah, obviously it wouldn't be a billion dollar movie because you can't just make a billion dollars just overseas. But mm-hmm. overseas is where it's making most of its money. You think Shazam's gonna do? Worse? Better? I don't know. Are they underwater? <laughs> no, they're not underwater. They're not under the sea. So probably not. Worse? I don't want to say worse like it's going to bomb. No, I just I just mean not as good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to make as much. Hey, let me ask you a question. Did this say... And funny enough, I feel like Shazam might end up... I feel like Shazam might be the better movie. Hmm. End up being the better movie, but I don't think it's going to make as much. I can see that. Just less spectacle. But they haven't really shown anything in terms of the action of Shazam either, though. No. Like, at all. They haven't. Mostly shown him throw a punch. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I was going to say. Oh, did this save the DCEU? Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I, what do you think, though? Do you think this is like, it made a billion dollars? I mean, that's something. Yeah, but Batman v Superman made almost a billion dollars, and it's that didn't really do. Yeah, but since then, it's been doing, has been doing as well. No, but like Justice League. No, Justice League. It, it didn't do as well, but you can't necessarily just look at the box office and be like, see. Okay. All right. So you're so you think? Because even then, it's so like because even because even then, like sure, it made money. It's still it's making money, but. The reception on it is still kind of pretty mixed. Like they need to have a movie. I think the thing that would like save the DCEU is they have a killer box office movie that kills with the critics as well. What Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. 
I was. It did I, really good in the box. It didn't destroy the box office. Or that's anything. what I was gonna say. I don't think it destroyed, but like, it did really well. Like, it, wasn't that one of the most consistently earning movies of all time? Like, yeah. over time, it made them like a lot. It was. Yeah. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> that's why I was. And it got high, really high rated. It was like ninety percent something, wasn't it? But I'm saying it needs to make something like. Maybe like Aquaman. Like, so it's going to make a billion and it's got to be 90 percentile. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Just keep raising that bar. To <laughs> say, cause, you Marvel fanboy. You say, you're saying to save the DCEU. Like, it's one thing if like this was like the first movie out the gate or the second movie out the gate. Yeah. Like, we, there's been so many duds within the DCEU that I feel like one movie is not enough to like. I mean, actually, I don't even know. I feel like it has to be more than, it has to be more than one movie. Okay, I agree with that. I think it's, it depends on how Shazam and Wonder Woman 84 do. But I can't see them doing terrible. Like, I can't see Wonder Woman 84 doing no, worse than No, I don't think Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman is not going to. And I can't see Shazam doing worse than Justice League, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it depends. We'll see. If I mean, if Shazam's a dud. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess it depends on what Shazam is. Mm. But, but fun, like, I, I would say I'm more excited... Even though I haven't seen as much, I'm more excited for the original Captain Marvel than I am for Captain Marvel. Wait. Shazam. Oh. <laughs> I was like, my brain's burning. His name was Captain Marvel originally. Yes. Yes, I am. I'm also sexist. You fucking Yeah, sexist. I don't like a little bit. There's <laughs> no shame in that. This is sexist vision over here. Sexist vision and trash, too black vision. <laughs> too black? No, it's the it's not too black. I have to be not black enough vision. No, you're just too black. That's why you don't like the movie. And then I'm sexist over here. But if I'm too black vision, that makes it sound like I'm too black. <laughs> No, I said trash too black. Trash too black. Yeah. What's that change? How does that make it? Because if it's too black, it's just trash. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like sentence structure. What is that? Uh, but speaking of speaking of something else being trash, so we have our first bomb of 2019, and it's the Keanu. Funny enough, I was like, I kind of want to see this, not because I think it's going to be good, but like I said, I want to see more movies in 2019, good or bad. Okay. But uh, Keanu Reeves has a movie called Replicas, and it is the first bomb of 2019. I have never heard of this movie. What? Is it a sequel to The Matrix? <laughs> what? Nope. And Replicas? It, it only made $2.9 million for the, for the weekend box office. What is it about? Basically, it's about... Uh, Replicas? <laughs> pretty much. His family gets into a car crash, okay. and so he wants to make a clone AI family... What? A replica of his family. Okay. And I assume... Is it a horror movie? Okay, here it is. I was trying to say it off the top of my head, but... Replica stars Keanu Reeves as William Foster, a scientist whose work includes attempting to create synthetic clones as alternative bodies for human beings. However, when his wife and their children are killed in a car accident, he uses his knowledge and background to resurrect them through this cloning technology without telling the clones about his actions. Things get further complicated when his employers decide that the clones are their property, something that pits something that pits Williams against the lab, the government, and science itself in order to save his family. Made $2.5 million at the box office. Um, which sounds is, like a Netflix movie, to be honest with you. Which is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Over, over 2,000 theaters. <laughs> Aquaman sneezes that much money. <laughs> so basically that's saying it made $1,000 
$1,073 per theater to make $2 million. Wow. So yeah, that means only maybe like 20 people are in Is the it theater. an indie movie? It's not supposed to be. I mean, uh, it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like a big box office movie, but... Uh, what's the budget? Uh, I don't know. Let me see what the budget... Uh-huh. I can look that up. <laughs> Is it $2 million? Because then they're good. <laughs> if it was $2 million, it wouldn't be a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me see. The budget was $30 million. <laughs> They're fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> so, yeah, first bomb of 2019. Sweet. But, uh, something that's not a bomb that I kind of still wish made more money. Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse just made, uh, $300 million worldwide. Sweet. But I'm just Deserved. Saying, yeah, but it deserve it deserves more. It does deserve more. I'm like three hundred million dollars. I'm like that should be his domestic take. Yeah, it deserves all the money. Worldwide should be another three hundred million. I think it was one. It's just you know it's an animated movie, so people probably don't want to see it because like oh it's a kids movie. And, I, also, and I'm thinking was, also because it's crowded. Bell movie. Yeah, Aquaman. I was gonna say people don't see movies like like as many movies as us. Even when we review movies, people are like yeah oh I didn't see it, but I'll still watch. I'll still listen to your review. Yeah. Or I'm gonna get to it later. I'm gonna want whatever, and I'll go back. Yes. But so yeah, so just based on that, like, just based on people I know from work, they're like, oh yeah, I haven't seen Spider Man yet. I want to see it, but you know, I took my son to see Aquaman or whatever, or you know, or we saw Bumblebee or whatever. So I haven't gotten a chance to see Spider Man yet, and I feel like that's pretty much what's been going on with that. But I'm like, hopefully, because it just won the Golden Globe. Hopefully that gets more people out to see, to go see it, so it can get more. Cause I feel like it deserves more money for sure at the box office. Amen, brother. But also with that, like I mentioned, that uh, it just won the Golden Globe. So congratulations to them winning the Golden Globe. Woo! So it also causes uh, the director Peter Ramsey, him winning the, the Golden Globe. The man in Glo- Gus. The man yeah. in Gus. What? King Ramsey. The man in Gus. Man in Gus. What is that? Courage the Cowardly Dog? I don't know. Oh, come on, man. You didn't watch Courage back in the day? I, I did watch Courage, but I'm like, I don't know. Just, I, I, was, I didn't watch it like often. I watched like uh, one episode here and there. That was the Mummy episode. And for whatever reason, his theme song was The Man and Gus. The Man and Gus. I don't know. King Ramsey. All right, never mind. <laughs> the only thing I know with Mummy is that cartoon where the mummies had the power. They would transform. Mummies Live? Yeah, I think that was the day. Wow. <laughs> Powering your mummies? <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah wow throwback but I, i'm like damn what was the theme song for that mommy's alive was it i don't know i could be making that up i don't yeah, remember I, was like, I think you're making that up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but him winning the, the spider-man to the spider-verse winning the golden globe that causes peter ramsey to Man be the, goes, to shut the fuck up <laughs> to be the first black wait, wait, director wait, wait. Is a rap? Yeah. My grace. Yes. He has the money. Yeah. <laughs> this is the shit. <laughs> I was way that- off. <laughs> They really are Power Rangers, too. 
That was my show. Are you saying We Are the Mummies? We Are the Mummies, yeah. kind of right at <laughs> so, the end so, yeah it's the last thing <laughs> mom is alive all right that was a weird detour and nostalgia <laughs> that was my i used to love that show back in the day. i was like i want a mummy transforming power <laughs> but anyway what i was trying to say again <laughs> yeah. he now became he became no i'm not saying it again. <laughs> damn it peter <laughs> damn it is now the first black director to win a golden globe for an animated animated film okay so congratulations to him, which I also didn't. I didn't know he uh, directed uh, Rise of the Guardians. That's the thing with the owls. Owls, no. We're, uh, super, uh, it was like the Justice League for uh, holidays. For holidays, you had uh, Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Oh, that Santa, Cla- Santa Claus. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, the Easter Bunny. Yeah, I remember that. And. And that made so it's like a lot of firsts for him. So he was the first black director to direct a major animated movie mm. with Guardians, Rise of the Guardians. I feel like that movie's underrated. That, yeah, that movie's definitely underrated. I really, I, I like that movie, especially as a concept. That's a cool concept. And then now he's the first to win a Golden Globe. Come so. on, guys, Holiday Avengers. <laughs> Congrats to him. But also with that, uh, the success of. Uh, spider-man into the spider-verse and i was like how is this possible because i thought they didn't have the rights to this but now sony is saying that they're open to the idea and looking at the idea of taking those characters from spider-man into the spider-verse and spinning them off into their own tv series like spider ham or penny parker tv series yes like individual tv series individual tv series i guess that's doable yeah. I mean, it's doable, but I was like, I thought Marvel owned the rights to TV Spider-Man. That's why they canceled Spectacular, Spectacular. Oh, yeah, this is a Sony thing. Yeah. Hmm. They only own the rights to the movies. But, but this isn't Spider-Man, though. It's Spider-Ham. It's still Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know, though. Is, there, is that a legal loophole? It might be. Yeah. It's I'm like a, Venom. I, it might be a loophole. Yeah, I guess it might be a loophole, but... It's not Peter Parker. It's Benny Parker. Hmm. Yeah, it's not Peter Parker. It's Peter Parker. I mean, I think that makes sense. It might just be a loophole. Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, would you watch a Spider-Ham cart or movie? Or not movie, but TV a, series? A TV series? With a live-action pig? Mm. <laughs> With a live-action pig? <laughs> definitely not that. Um, I don't that Definitely a Spider-Ham cartoon series would not be for us. Like, it'd be a uh, kid show. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no. <laughs> but if you bring back... But you can say that about all shows. And Avatar is not for us. It's for kids. No, but it'd be really for kids. You know what I'm saying? I want there to be Spectacular Spider-Man resurgence. Bring back Spectacular Spider-Man. <laughs> or like a Penny Parker anime. Yeah. I'm not really that interested. I just want Spectacular Spider-Man back. <laughs> spectacular, Spectacular Spider-Man. But uh, speaking of uh, more Marvel TV properties... So it's looking like uh the 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 Loki movie mm, this news that's going to the D, uh Disney Plus streaming service. Yep. All this talk about oh yeah, it's been confirmed that Tom Hiddleston's been cast and yada yada yada. So with all that, we were assuming that it's going to obviously be about Tom Hiddleston's Loki. And it's turning out that based on what the reports are coming out, no it's not going to be about Tom Hiddleston's version of Loki. He's going to narrate the the show, 
but it's basically going to be about a young version of Loki played by a different actor. This is a rumor, though. Yes. Yes. Okay. But when I think about it, I'm like, that kind of makes sense because they don't have to spend as much money to pay Tom Hiddleston. If but it's not like Tom Hiddleston's like he's been in shows before. Like he was in that weird Netflix show. Yeah, but now he's Tom Hiddleston Loki, so they got to pay him. But he was Tom more. Hiddleston Loki then too. He got to you got to pay him more. He was Tom Hiddleston Loki then. What Netflix show? Um, he was like a uh, hotel manager, night manager. Remember that? No. It was. Let me look it up. It was. Uh, it was called Night Manager. I, I think. was gonna say I didn't even know he was in a. Yeah, and this this was like after the Dark World, I think. Hold on, Night Manager, Tom Hiddleston. Come on, news guy, doing your work for you. That's that's not new. That's old news. <laughs> it's old news. <laughs> well, I had ninety oh, percent yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Based on John Le Carre's novel the same name, the Night Manager is a crime drama following the work of former English soldier Jonathan Pine. But yeah, it was. I mean, that's who he was, Jonathan Pine. Uh, it was a 2016 show. So maybe that's why I don't remember. Three years ago, wow. But yeah, it's definitely just a rumor. But I'm just like, to, I guess it would make sense if uh, if if that's the whole premise that they're trying to do. Like Loki, you know, takes place in the past. But I'm like, eh, um, makes me not more. Of, I hope it's not true. Yeah, I'm like, it makes me not of a, a much of a fan of it. Now I don't want to watch that at all. I only want to watch it on the strength of Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, it's almost like recasting Loki. I don't want to see a it's show. Not, about, it's not even almost. You are recasting Loki. Yeah, with a Wonder Years voiceover of Loki, like a Tom Hiddleston Loki. Fuck that. A How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. You see my theory though. When I was young. <laughs> when I was a boy. When I was a boy. <laughs> you see my theory online. Oh, about it being his last. Yeah, the entire series takes place in like him flashing his back. mind's eye. Yeah, as he's being choked to death by Thanos, he's like remembering his like life. I mean, they say right before you die, you yeah, you flash back. Yeah, like so, that, I mean, if that's how they do it, I'd be down. It's not gonna be. <laughs> it's not. I know it's not. So like, I don't. I don't care about this then. If that is true, if the rumor is true, I don't. I don't care about the series then. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna watch it. Of course, we have to. We're slaves. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, because it's gonna be a young. We're slaves to the geek That's, shit. That means it's gonna be a young Thor, more than likely. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Not, not Chris Hemsworth. I don't want young Hercules. Like, fuck this. <laughs> remember that? Remember I that can go the distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, what? What is puny Hercules? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them, the animated one, and there was the uh, live action one. Puny Parker. But. Uh, moving on. There's a lot of Marvel rumors going around this week. Okay. So another rumor, which I'm like, there's no fucking way. It's not happening. I don't believe this. This is one rumor I don't believe for a second, but I'm going to still talk about it because I'm like, would you even want it? <laughs> so <coughs> according to this is the same person that uh, spoke about the Loki rumor. But he's also saying that uh, that Marvel is actually looking to do the Black Widow movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Make it rated R. I mean, that would make sense. I don't believe it. You're an assassin. Like, how you make a movie about an assassin and make it PG-13? But, yeah, I, why? I don't believe it. Like, I don't. Feel like, I feel like it's unnecessary, though. This movie is unnecessary, one. So there's <laughs> True. that. True. <laughs> but, Facts. yeah, the fact that it's connecting in the MCU, like, I don't think you can make it rated R. What do you, you don't think... The MCU will never have a radar movie? You don't think Deadpool's going to be radar? 
if they make Deadpool rated R, it's not going to take. It's going to be like an offshoot of the MCU. What do you mean an offshoot? Like you wouldn't you you won't you won't see Deadpool interact. In no way, they'll definitely have some MCU crossover if they make Deadpool rated R. Because I'm, I'm not saying a lot, but it'll be more connected than like Netflix. The Netflix. Because I'm like at the end of the day, it's still Disney. Like, when has Disney done a rated R movie? Like, I, don't know. I know they like- did rated R movies. Like they had an offshoot. Like they had an offshoot uh, studio. Like they did uh, New Line Cinema. Like Mir- so th- wasn't Miramax also Disney owned? I think I'm not sure. Miramax. Or it was bought by Disney. But I know. I know. Like they had New Line Cinema, and so all their like rated R properties or graphic adult properties would go to that. Okay. But Mar- all the Marvel movies are <laughs> headlined under Disney. Disney Marvel Studios. So I'm like, I don't know when has Disney ever done a rated R movie. So that's why I'm like, if they do, if they keep Deadpool and keep them rated, well, not keep, because they got Deadpool now with the Fox deal. Yeah. But if they do Deadpool, I'm like, I don't know if they would, and they keep it rated R, I don't know if they would keep it in the MCU. I want to believe that they would do the Cause right I feel thing. Because like, I feel like they would have done like they would have done it already. If they plan on doing a rated R movie, they would have done a rated R movie. I don't think they had not, to. And I'm not even talking about the MCU. I'm just talking about period. No. I think for the MCU, they, if... If it if it called for it, they would do it. But I don't think they've ever had a character they needed to do it for. So I think this, that that's the main reason why I'm like, why Black Widow? Like, there's no demand for that. You know what I mean? That, that, who's asking for that? Because if, if you're making it, again, who's asking for this movie? Like we were asking for this. Well, movie. if you're gonna make a we Black were asking Widow for movie, this movie like six, seven years ago. <laughs> but if you're gonna make a Black movie, Black Widow movie, I assume you're gonna make it, you know, for the female audience, right? And to some extent, like you want to give it to the little girls that have a. Like, uh, they're superheroin, but like if you make it rated R, I feel like it defeats the whole purpose because kids can't get into it. So then, who's it for? The MCU audience, the adults that want to see a bloody Black Widow movie. I didn't really want that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think that's true either. But uh, again, I think if it's gonna be a rated R Disney movie, it's gonna be Deadpool first. That would make the most sense. Yeah, I'm curious. To, I'm curious because tried and tested. I'm curious to see what they do with the X Men properties, X Men and Fantastic Four, once they finally get it under their umbrella. Hmm. How are they going to introduce them? What are they going to do once they introduce them? Make it good. <laughs> we'll see. Because just like you said, at some point they're going to have to have a like statistically speaking, they can't have a solidly great movie every single time. Yeah. Even box even box office wise. I just think Captain Marvel is the wrong thing to put all the eggs in the basket on cuz they they've even been talking about how Captain Marvel is going to be the leader or like the main focal point of the MCU moving forward. And that's another thing like, like they, they keep too much pressure on it. Even even before this movie came out, they kept pushing how strong Captain Marvel is compared to everybody in the MCU like, "Oh, she's the strongest Avenger ever." Mm. And I'm like I haven't seen anything. Granted, you don't know what you know. They could be hiding. They could be hiding it, saving it for the trailer. But I'm just like, you mean for the movie. I mean, yeah, for the movie, and they haven't shown it in the trailer. But I'm like, based on what I've seen from the trailer, I don't see anything that shows me that she's the strongest ever. They've got to be holding that card. If it's something like like a Thor, giant feet, Thor took a, a star to the chest. Yeah, you can't really get stronger than that. Yeah, you can't be stronger than that. I don't know what they're gonna do to make you make you believe that you can be stronger than that shit. But I assume it's gonna be something big. 
Like, it's got to be something that they're holding close to the chest for the movie. Like, if they just show her lifting the tank, oh, that means she's a strong... I'm like, no. no, we've seen that. It's got to be something... Like, she's got to take out, like, a dreadnought ship or something ridiculously big by Like, herself. she has to sneeze and it's, it's, it's destroyed or yeah. some shit. Like, classic Superman when you sneeze the galaxy away. Cause, and it has to be... Like, I don't even know what I want. Because I'm just like... Even if she, like, photon blasts a ship and destroy it, I'm like, that won't even be enough. Because I'm like, Thor can kind of photon blast shit, too, with his hammer. I, I don't doubt they're gonna do something. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm just like I don't know what I don't know what it is that you need to do to show me she's the strongest. But I'm like I need to see, especially since like you've been leading into that even before this movie came out, and then the fact that like it's like oh Thanos came he just he wiped out the population. But the the one thing that's gonna save us is Captain Marvel. That's why we had that little uh, post credit scene at the end. She's gonna be the one that saves us all. Like, but why? What makes her different? I, I hope they don't. What do makes it. her different than Thor? Like say Thor. But I hope it's just a thing where she's gonna help them win, not that she's gonna be the sole reason that they're they're capable of winning. Like I don't want that much importance placed on one character, especially before she's even been like you know trying. Well, no, tested. like even if she helps them, I'm just like what? But why? Like what makes her different? Again, what makes her different than Thor or the Hulk? I, I don't doubt she'll be stronger than Hulk and Thor. I I think they'll they'll follow through on that promise. My concern is just. Her as a character, is she going to be strong enough as a character, as an actress, and likable enough that she's going to be able to carry all of this weight they've been putting on her and from the MCU moving forward? You've seen those reports, right? Like They keep saying, after Endgame, the focus of the universe, is it, they make it seem like she's going to be the next Iron Man. Like If Tony Stark was the focus of the first phase, or the first three phases, she's the focus of the next three phases. But I'm like... You haven't done anything to earn it yet, though. Like you're telling me all that, but I'm like, I'm not seeing anything that's like, yeah, this is why. Especially with her acting, it's like. <laughs> and yeah, we may see the movie and be like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, I hope that's the case. So I mean, we'll see. But uh, speaking of another rumor that's coming to the Disney Play Plus streaming service, and part of me is like, do I want this? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. Apparently, it's a theme. I don't want anything woman in this podcast. <laughs> you want everything black, but no females. Yeah, because now they're talking about uh, there's a Lady Sif TV series. Like, oh, this is another why. Why not Valkyrie? Yeah, why not Valkyrie? I, she's way more interesting than Sif. Cause where's Sif? Where is she? I don't give a fuck. I didn't give a fucking Thor Ragnarok. Where, I didn't even fucking Infinity War. I guess that's what this is going to explain. Where was she in, during this whole time? What is she doing? Is she on a mission? No, she had a different acting job. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's on the blind spot, basically. <laughs> so, this I'll agree with you on, though, because I was when I heard that news, I was immediately like, why not Valkyrie? She's a way more interesting character. I, I want a Valkyrie, Korg, and Meek movie, or show. Because she's going to be in the next Thor movie. I mean, sure, but you can get a whole focus show about her Valkyrie was not interesting I mean Valkyrie uh, Sif was not interesting in her Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode how the fuck are you gonna have her be the main character of a show by herself right you know what I mean <laughs> you remember that yeah I remember that she was interesting there <laughs> she didn't really yeah she didn't really do much yeah it was still exciting to see her there it's like oh no. movie movie and TV connection that's the only reason because they're giving you scraps like oh here's Sif is it connected now <laughs> yeah I'm just like what are you gonna do of a about a Sith like a Lady Sith movie? Like, what do you do? And is that are you gonna connect that with the Loki movie? Cause they're like, no, because that takes place in the past. Yeah. 
But then they're not supposed to age. I don't know how this works. <laughs> but they did age. But they did age. But then they stop aging. Yeah, you get to a certain point. So and you stop. But, but then, you become Odin. I was gonna say, but then, old. but then Odin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these rules. Don't think too hard about it. <laughs> but uh, so more. This is this this is less of a rumor and more of a potentially in development thing. So basically, uh, Adam. McKay, who is known for uh, sounds familiar. What thing he? I had it right here. Fucking disappeared. Oh, he he directs. He he's the uh, director of the TV show Vice. Okay. He basically uh, did a more or less a self promotion to say he wants to do. He would love to do a Silver Surfer movie. Okay. And so. they approached Kevin Feige during uh, the MTV Movie Awards, asking, "Has he heard? Has he heard about? Uh, you know, now that the Fox and Marvel deals, you know, almost pretty much finalized, has he heard about Adam McKay's uh, campaign to do a Silver Surfer movie?" And he's like, uh, "He did hear about it, and basically that uh, he he spoke to Adam McKay about developing uh, a Silver Surfer movie." And they're going to be speaking more in the future. So basically, and, and, and again, that's coming directly from Kevin Feige. Not, oh, rumor, is there going to be a Silver Surfer movie? So more than like, and, and granted, depending on the talk, so you know sometimes these talks fall through. But based on that, it seemed like once all the deal goes through with uh, Fox and, and Disney and the, the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, that a Silver Surfer movie is definitely going to be the one movie that's coming down the pipe. So would you be interested in a Silver Surfer movie is ultimately the question that I'm getting at. Fuck yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like, it's a very interesting story. And the fact that it could lead into Galactus, which would actually be a good way a to fart lead into cloud. That. No, not that though. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's what we're going to get. We're not going to get the original. No, I don't want that. I want a comic book accurate Galactus. A fart cloud. I feel like that's the best way to introduce the concept. Wasn't he a fart cloud in the Ultimate Universe? <laughs> no, he was the Matrix Sentinels in the Ultimate Universe. He I was Galactus. I don't want that either. You didn't read the Ultimate? Oh, that's right, you didn't. So you didn't. I didn't finish. So you didn't get to that part? No, I didn't get to that part. Yeah, it's called... It's like a... It's In the Ultimate Universe, Galactus, for those that don't know, is like... It's a weird sentient it looks like a bunch of sentinels from the matrix but there's like a sentient species of robotic or organic robotic creatures that go from plant to plant and devour them but then in the crossover between the ultimate and 616 universes galactus from the 616 combined with those sentinel things and became like an ultimate galactus mega galactus kind of yeah <laughs> but yeah they called it the galactus I don't to like to make it. it more alien sounding, I guess. I don't like it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. What's more, what's how do, is Galactus less alien sounding? I mean, Galactus just kind of sounds kind of cheesy, <laughs> like a weird 1960s sci-fi villain, which he was. Which so, he was. Yeah. So that makes sense. <laughs> and yeah, hopefully we do. And, we, and you definitely can't. You can't do a Silver Surfer without Galactus. So I don't know. Hopefully they do it. Yeah, I would love to see it. But would you love? Okay. Would you like to see a Silver Surfer movie first, or would you like to see a Fantastic Four movie first, and then they do Silver Surfer? 
Like, how would you like to see him? How would you like to see them introduce Silver Surfer slash Galactus? I see what you're saying. Honestly, I don't know what they're going to do for the MCU for the Fantastic Four. But since we've seen so many Fantastic Four movies, I think the other way around would be interesting. Like, you start with Silver Surfer in his own solo movie, you introduce the concept of Galactus there. Maybe T. Te- okay, this, this is the order. You tease Galactus first in some kind of post credit scene for the Avengers Endgame, maybe. Then you do a Silver Surfer movie where you, we actually have. Endgame, Endgame might be too soon. Okay, whatever. Then the next. I, well, then what would be the next Avengers? Because I'm like, I don't know if the deal. I don't know. I don't think the deal will be. Well, Endgame's already shot, so. And supposedly the deal's supposed to be finalized by March. Okay. So, all right, well, whatever. You tease Galactus somewhere first, and then some kind of post-credit scene. Then you do a movie about the Silver Surfer where you actually formally introduce Galactus and Silver Surfer. Then you can introduce the Fantastic Four, and then have the Silver Surfer be a post-credit scene in that movie. And if you have Silver Surfer, as he's already been established, crashing into Fantastic Four place and going like, oh, Galactus is coming, then it means something. Well, when he first... Because I'm thinking, when he first... In the comics, and even in the Rise of the Silver Surfer movie, when he first came to Earth, he was coming to Earth to give the Earth to uh, Galactus. Either way. But it was Sue Storm that kind of made him... Yeah. Either way. Same thing. Just he shows up and he's like, hey, bitch, Galactus is coming. But then I guess you can't end the movie with him being a good guy. His solo movie. Which is fine. That's, I'm that's, what, fine I, yeah, that. that's what I was thinking. I'm fine with that, though. Have him be a tortured soul. Like, he's... You can have him have a small moral victory in some way. Maybe he is able to convince Galactus or have him move away from a planet. And then... Oh, actually, I, mm, right there. right there, That's pretty interesting. His small moral victory is instead of Galactus eating a planet that he befriends or whatever in his solo movie, but Galactus is like, okay, I'm going to eat that planet and it's Earth. You know what I'm saying? That'd be cool. And then the next movie's all about him. And now you know he's kind of a good guy. And he's like, guys... Galactus is fucking coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. You're all going to die. Yeah. Who is Galactus? You'll find out. Yeah. And then you'll be dead. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you if you do the same thing with another Fantastic Four and you build it up that way, we've seen it. We've seen that too many times. Just do it the reverse or something. Mix it up. Do you agree? Disagree? I, I agree. Okay. But uh, speaking of doing something different and mixing it up, so, uh, and this is from Kevin Feige himself. But basically, they are saying that all the marketing that they're going to do for Avengers Endgame is only going to be for the first 15 minutes of the movie. So anything that you see, anything that you saw, anything that you will see is only going to be from the first 15 minutes of the movie. And I say, and I say that is fucking great. That better be a promise. <laughs> yeah, that better be a promise. I don't want to see nothing. I, I don't really believe that, but okay. <laughs> Because uh, they asked Kevin Feige if that was true. And he said, his quote was, I'd call it somewhat accurate. You hear that qualifying phrase? Yes, yes somewhat, somewhat accurate. <laughs> but I'm like, but the fact that it's even somewhat accurate, me, let's say it's the first 16 minutes or 20 minutes, it's still... I'm sure there's a few scenes that pepper in that trailer that are like from later in the movie, but they've done some like sneaky editing to it to make it not seem like it's the beginning. Or or they added a scene that wasn't in the movie, like the Hulk being in the run running scene, mm-hmm. yeah, and Wakanda, the battle of Wakanda, yeah. 
So maybe that. But yeah, I don't want to see nothing from this movie. I don't want. Uh, I don't want to go in as fresh as I can. So factuals. Yeah, hopefully they hopefully they stick to that. So that. But then but then here just hearing that oh we only showing the first fifteen minutes and the trailers and then all of the marketing I'm like fuck that gets me kind of excited because I'm like because but then I'm like are they lying. Cause I'm like that. You mean to tell me that Ant Man thing happens in the first 15 minutes, or the Tony start like all of that happens in 50? Cause I'm like they did. They, not that they showed a lot, but they showed a decent amount. I'm like they showed a decent amount, and I'm like all of that happens in the first 15 minutes. Told you, man. So I'm like, what the fuck is the rest of this movie? Somewhat. <laughs> We're even talking about time traveling. Like, there's no way all of that happened in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I can very easily see some of those scenes just being tinkered with a little bit. Little little post editing magic. But uh something else we'll see about uh so another again, you haven't played it. Spider-Man DLC or Spider-Man uh P- PlayStation 4 game. Supposedly uh Insomniac is working on another DLC for it, and the rumor is that it's going to be Fantastic Four related, which gets me excited. And the reason that it's uh, the rumor is that it's Fantastic Four related is because coming from Insomniac themselves, they released a tweet saying that uh, they're having a Fantastic Four week for their live stream, and that something quote fantastic is coming. To Spider-Man, to Marvel Spider-Man PS4. Any guesses? So it's like, obviously they're talking about doing Fantastic Four week. They say something fantastic is coming. What else could it be? Oh, he's getting a new suit. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> More than likely they're doing a Fantastic Four DLC for the game. And I'm like, that'd be cool. And I will be playing it. That sounds cool. So yes, you won't be playing it. No, I you're won't. trash. Yo, do you believe in the Mandela effect? What the fuck is that? You know what the Mandela effect is? No. It's a thing where it's... You become Mandela. I don't know. Nelson Mandela? (laughs) No, it's it's a theory that like we live in a world parallel universes and sometimes you remember certain universes. I believe in deja vu. No, it's like um, there are things that... Okay, here's a good example. The, The idea that Morpheus says... Uh, would you believe or something like that but he actually never said that in the movie but everyone thinks he said that you know what I'm talking about what <laughs> let me read the actual definition because I'm I'm sure I'm butchering it I'm like so confused right now it's things that you go oh yeah I remember that but then you rewatch it or you see it again or you hear it again and you go that wasn't it at all that's weird but it's collectively a lot of people remember the same thing but it's like the idea is, okay, so why are we all remembering that that way? Because we're all stupid. No. <laughs> the idea is it's a multiverse, and you're, you're remembering a different version of the universe. Uh, let's see. Mandela Effect. Mandela Effect is evidence that you may have experienced events in a different reality. Find others. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I got to click the button. What the hell? Okay, well, I can't click that. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a conspiracy. I can't click the information. It's the Mandela Effect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh oh, come on. The Mandela effect. Here we go. The Mandela effect is the pseudo scientific belief that some differences between one's memory and the real world are caused by changes to past events in the timeline. 
Minnie Mandela, fucking Barry, man. <laughs> Minnie Mandela effect believers believe it's caused by accidental time travel, travel between alternate universes. Although some others propose that history has been deliberately altered after the fact by malicious extra-dimensional beings within the same timeline or experiments at CERN. I don't know what that is. It was named after Nelson Mandela, who some people erroneously believe to have died in prison in 1980s. I thought that. Did you think that? Wait, what? That Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 80s? No, I didn't think that. Oh, I doubt that. Instead, uh, Steve Bicko, who died in prison and even had a movie made about him starring Denzel Washington. Um, another common ser- common fault memory is thinking that the title of the cho- children's book, The Berenstein Bears, is spelled as Berenstein Bears. What? Oh, Berenstein Bears. Oh, that's another thing I thought. The Berenstein Bears? It's not how it's S-T-E. It's, it's actually spelled the Berenstein Bears. Stain. Oh, Berenstein. Me too. Uh, the Mandela Effect has been explored by mainstream peer-reviewed publications and the claim that some false memories are caused by parallel dimensions going berserk is, shall we say, difficult to falsify. <laughs> so basically, we're all crazy. Yeah. Um, but okay, I, I only asked that, Kel, it was just on... Oh, fuck! I just got sent something by somebody. And I immediately was like, that's not how I remember this scene happening in Shrek. Look at this. Do you remember this scene? And do you remember it being a headbutt? I remember a headbutt. Yeah, I remember a headbutt. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, Barry! <laughs> Fucking up the timeline. That's what that is. It's we're living in a flashpoint. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's a lot of shit like that. Where it's like, what? That's not how I remember it. I don't. Does it fuck you up? Are you fucked up right now? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> But yeah, it was a scene in um, was that Shrek two? Shrek no Shrek one. That was in Shrek one. I don't remember. Yeah, because that was the prince, Prince Farqua, right? No, no, no. That was oh, that was the Char- Prince Charming. So that was the second movie, right? I don't remember. Come on, man, you're you're hurting our case here. <laughs> you don't remember anything, so it's like, of course you blew the Mandela effect. <laughs> no, this is yeah, it's Prince Charming. So this is the end of the second movie. And for those listening, um, the clip is when Fiona the spell is broken. She headbutts headbutts the prince. That's how I remember it. That's how Michael remembers it. But in this clip, she like cry chops his neck. Yeah, he does like she does like a double neck chop. But I remember a headbutt. So what the fuck? It's kind of freaky. The timeline changed, so it's not a headbutt. Oh, do I have a son? <laughs> I mean, you might. Barry. Now I have all these kittens. <laughs> but uh. Speaking of the uh, a headbutt and the timeline change, this this has nothing to do with that. No, fuck that. We're living in an alternate timeline, and you're talking. We're talking about news. Is it time for that? <laughs> but yeah, so moving on. So yeah, so uh, talking about the Earth being toxic with toxic culture and all this other stuff. So people are outraged. They're pissed off. They're gonna boycott Marvel. They're boycotting X Men because in the latest issue of Iceman. They uh, did basically more or less an homage to RuPaul. And they had uh, Marvel's first drag queen mutant debut in the comics. 
And people are pissed off. A drag queen mutant? Yeah. Her name is Shade. Is she part of the... Uh, and basically, she looks like RuPaul. Super she drag? Looks like, she looks like RuPaul. Gay Iceman comic introduces a mutant drag queen. Okay, so is, wait, there's a there's a controversy about this. I just said people are pissed off. Why? Why do you think? <laughs> I mean, is it like uh, is it? I mean, I don't I don't know. You're right. <laughs> just the headline that piss, piss, yeah, piss people off. I was like, is there like something story wise, like specifically that she's like super gay or something? And it's like super offensive. It's a, it's a drag queen. Like how gay do you get? <laughs> this is like a girl like in that picture. It looks like RuPaul. You don't know what RuPaul looks like. Yeah, but in the pictures, it looks like a chick. There's a lot of makeup on. This looks like RuPaul. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, people are like, oh, yeah, the first, you know, drag queen superhero. But they're like, no, how dare you introduce this in my... Co-? And then, first of all, I'm like, it's in an Iceman comic on top of that. So, I'm like, what the fuck did you think you were reading? Like, and This is a solo Iceman comic? The solo Iceman comic. I thought he wasn't gay in that anymore or whatever. Wasn't there something else that happened with that? No. Oh. So you, now she's having gay adventures because he's gay what Iceman? You, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so he's just having like, just fighting gay Wait, enemies? He went, well, he's not his enemy. He just, like, he went to a drag bar or whatever, and one of the people he met was a mutant drag queen. Well, that's that's where you meet drag queens. No, apparently it's social justice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? I'm like... First of all, gay like, people existing is SJW bullshit. It is. That's I hate that. I don't want to read that in my. Co- I don't want. Pol- I don't want politics in my comics. It's not politics by existing. But I'm like, like if there was okay. If there's I'm a like, heavy you realize message, Superman, like Superman fought the Nazis. How? how that's not politics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I, I only agree with that complaint, and I agree. I say agree, but very loosely. If there's like some kind of heavy-handed social justice message that's being hammered into a story that doesn't need it. But if this is just about him meeting a mutant that is also a drag queen because he went to a drag bar and he is a gay man, like, just gay people existing does not qualify as SJW bullshit. I don't agree with that. That's what it seems like. Did you, do you exist? Because, SJW because bullshit. gay people didn't exist in comics before. Yeah. So why does it why do they have to exist now? Force diversity? You're, yeah, you're forcing it down our throats. No, it's just diversity. It's not yeah. like the drag queen was fucking jerking Iceman off and getting a snow globe s- splatted in his eye when he came. <laughs> that's not what it's about? I said, I'm saying that's not what it's about. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if it's not, yeah, exactly. What the fuck? But intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. This is and this is like this is like one of the only panels that she appears in or he. Wow. Hello, Manhattan. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Let me read it. Hello, Manhattan. It's your, it's your MC Shade, and I got none to throw at Dazzler's set. Let's give her another round of applause. And now that's that's not even that bad. What's the issue here? She's just a, a flamboyant mutant. There's lots of those that they're not gay. Not all of them are gay, but. Flamboyant Mutants is kind of the name of the game in the X-Men. Right? Like, there's always weird villains or weird heroes. They're mutants. Yeah. And the whole premise of X-Men is about persecution and being different. And yet you're upset. But this is too different. You're upset that somebody's different. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) I don't like this. All this. All these political, social messages in my 
comic about political and social messages. <laughs> yeah, about fighting persecution and 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 and, and injustice. Yeah, and that's what it's always been that's about. That's what X Men is about. Do so, you not read X Men comics? Yeah, the whole metaphor is that. So it's like you would think this this is definitely the place to at least feature these characters. It's not even like again and a I don't know the story. And the, when the main character is gay. Yeah. Written by a gay writer. Yeah. Why is this an issue? I hate people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> again, I just don't... If you just exist... I, again, I don't know what the story is. Maybe there is a heavy-handed message happening in that story. I don't know. But if it's, the issue is just because they're a drag queen, get over it. What the fuck? Is that a black person? Force diversity! <laughs> oh my god, and Asian heroes, they don't have those! Force diversity. <laughs> well, you know something else that's gonna be forced. What's her name? Huh, the what? hero's name. I'm looking it up. Shade. You talking about the mutant? Yeah. You're probably not gonna. I mean, yeah, Shade's she's not pretty generic. I don't. <laughs> well, that's that's just the that's the drag queen name. I don't know if she's actually a superhero. She's just a mutant that's in drag. Oh. So there's probably no long lore history behind her because supposedly she only appeared in that one. Well, I wanted to see what the story was about. I think it's just a headline anger. People just saw the headline. I was like, what? Mutant drag queen? <laughs> Social justice agenda. But yeah, but I mean, ultimately, there was more positive uh, feedback behind it than negative. But still, usually is. Does, what was the person's name you said was a drag queen in real life? RuPaul. RuPaul. Does, does RuPaul have hips like this? She, me, this chick kind of thick. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you don't know what RuPaul looks like? Let me. Not really. Let me Google RuPaul. I mean, I can do it. You, you continue the news. I got this. RuPaul. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, something else that's going to be existing. Oh, shit, she does. I mean, he does. So Jordan's now getting a boner over RuPaul. <laughs> he's gonna start, no! He's going to start looking at RuPaul and, 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 and jerking off. You know there's a difference. Oh, God! You know there's a difference between being a drag That's queen. That's RuPaul? Yeah. You lied to me. <laughs> I was going to say, you know there's a difference between a drag queen and being trans, right? No, I did not know that. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Like a drag queen is just a cost. Like you put on a costume just for like show, uh, but then you take it off at the end of the day. Mm. You don't identify as a woman. You just dress up as a woman. Mm. But being trans, like you actually identify. And you wow, this is. You know what though? This is like a better version of Superman. Like I would not be like, oh, that's the same person. You know what I mean? So I'd be like, this is better Clark Kent. I think. <laughs> So Clark Kent, uh, Superman needs to be in drag. This is what I'm understanding. <laughs> okay. So yeah, get Brian Michael Bendis to write that down. <laughs> He'd do it too. <laughs> I mean, probably. But yeah, uh, since we're on the topic of Superman, that's why I was trying to go with this. Something else that's going to be existing soon. So we talk about all these new properties that are coming out animated wise with, you know, you got the death of Superman getting a resurgence. Uh, the death and rise of Superman coming. Uh, I talked about Batman Hush, Batman the Long Halloween. Well, another animated property that's going to be coming to the DC animated pantheon. They're now doing 
which they're kind of doing with Supergirl right now. They're going to be doing an animated version of Superman Red Sun. Why? This is the animated show, movie? Yeah, animated version of Superman Red Sun. I'm they, like, but they usually do good Elseworld movies. I like I like when they do stuff like that. Yeah, I like it. T- I like it too, but at the same time, I'm just like, there are other stories that I want. Before what? Before that. Like what? Kingdom Come? That. Kingdom Come. Uh, Dark Side War. Dark Side War is a lot. <laughs> you want to do Dark Side War in an animated movie? It is a lot, but still, I want it. Give it to me. Do a do a three-parter, four-parter, whatever. I mean, Superman, Death and Rise of Superman or whatever is a two-parter. Hmm. So I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna still watch it, but I don't really have much, nothing much to say about Red Sun. Do you? I just, just I'm just. No, I'm interested though. I mean, I like you know. I, I think they're the DC animated movies that are one offs are usually the best ones. Killing Joke was the exception, unfortunately. Oh, girl. <laughs> but uh, something else that I'm definitely interested in because I'm glad it's coming back. But uh, so Joe West. Jesse L. Martin, he's coming back to The Flash. He's going to be back by episode 15. He's healed, and they're going to uh, throw more of an explanation of why he's been gone back into the show. No more so, Cecile, right? We're, we're done with Cecile now? No, she's, she's just still going to be there. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's good to hear that he's coming back. But yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll officially be back by episode 15 in Central City. Sweet. So yay, Jesse L. Martin, for a sweetie, fast recovery. Best dad ever. Until he dies. <laughs> but yeah, but speaking of something else, something else that might die. So Jordan, you're subscribed to the DC Universe Online app, right? <laughs> yeah, they still trick me. I'm still a slave to it. Wow. Supposedly, the DC Universe has been a failure with uh, subscribers and Warner Brothers executives. No shit. I'm the only one. <laughs> because not, not enough people have, have signed, up, signed on for it. Uh, more, way less people than they wanted. As of right now, they have seven hundred thousand subscribers, and they want more. Okay, especially considering You're what telling the, me like I should sign more people up or something. Like, yes. <laughs> especially considering like what they spent on Titans. They spent twenty million dollars on Titans. I don't know how much they spent on Young Justice. It can't be that much because cartoon. And what they plan on spending would what they spent with like Doom Patrol and. Eventually, Swamp Thing and Star Girl and Harley Quinn. Okay. So, but yeah, as of right now, it's not looking good for the Warner Brothers streaming service. I'm like seven hundred thousand. That's to me, that sounds like a decent number for a brand new service. The fuck you thought it was gonna be tens of millions of people? And I'm like, y'all don't, you don't I mean, have it's DC. Maybe they thought like you know, but not even, but I'm like, you don't have, you don't have fucking nothing out. Like, Titans just came out, okay. But you said they had all those other features I'm not using. <laughs> like the comics and all those exactly, movies and that shows. Exactly, that you're not using. Yeah. I'm a good example of why it's not doing that well, because even I have the service and I don't use it for half the things that it has. So, yeah, so now the uh, executives of Warner Brothers are in. And then also on top of that, like, it's not available overseas. You can't watch it on uh, PlayStation. You can't watch it on Xbox. So there's a lot of platforms that you can't watch it on. Um, so yeah, so the, uh, executives are in talks right now to see, like, to try to figure out what they want to do. They didn't necessarily say cancel it, but I guess another way to try to like maybe boost subscribership. But 
like I said, as of right now, it's not looking good with the well, streaming service. So all as these long p- as they release Young Justice season three, I, I just, <laughs> not even just season three. I want a season four, five, six. But yeah, as of right now, yeah, it's not looking good for Young Justice. I mean, or not Young Justice, but DC Universe Online. So we'll we'll see if Titans and all that stuff gets a season two and blah blah blah. But speaking of something that I am excited for, looks like All Might is getting his own spinoff called All Might Rising. It's- oh, the OVA. Yeah. Oh, that looks so fucking good. Yo, real talk. I watched the All for One versus uh, All Might fight like ten times in the last weekend, and I cried every single time. You know what moment made me cry? I realized I've I've <laughs> I've narrowed down. Wait, what? Talking about this. The the fist? Yeah. When he raises his fist? Yeah. No. No. It's the moment where Nana hands him one for all. And she's like, oh, like, this is the combination of everyone's hopes and dreams over how many generations, and now it's your turn. And she says, uh, what's the what's the phrase that makes you cry every time? Uh, she's like, she says, you're next, Toshinori, or take it, Toshinori. And she hands it to him. And the moment where he grabs it and his hand becomes big, that's what gets me. Every single time. Like, oh, Toshinori. <laughs> Nana. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know why. But literally every single time, I was the same moment as you cry. Well, Toshinori is gone. <laughs> He's going to die. No. <laughs> Dad, bye. But yeah, saying that the film is supposed to come out February 13th. And it's going to explore All Might's decision to go to America after the loss of his former master, Nana Shimura. And it's a major part of the series as a whole. Now, now that's such a pivotal moment in All Might's life will make it to anime debut. Blah blah blah. So yeah, saying uh, February thirteenth is when it's coming. I don't know if it's coming out everywhere February thirteenth or just in Japan. I thought that was only attached to the um, Blu-ray for Two Heroes, but the Japanese version. I think that's what I read. Yeah, it's bundled with the film, the film release. But yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that's just saying it's only coming out in Japan first, February 13th, or they're releasing it everywhere. I'm sure we can find it online. I'm pretty sure you can, but I'd rather still. Oh wait, yeah, it says Two Heroes comes out in the U.S. on March 26. So I guess we gotta wait an extra month. Mm. But yeah, I want, I definitely want to see All Might's origin. And uh, this this I can run through real quick. So Venom Two has been confirmed, which obviously, but they're they're getting a new director, so it's gonna be different than the first one. And Carnage is definitely gonna be the villain, and it's not gonna be rated R for for uh, Venom Two. They said that. Uh, moving on, final a Final Destination reboot is in the works from the developers of Saw. And I'm not a fan of that because I'm like, why? But who cares? Final Destination is getting a reboot. Moving on. Uh, something else that's getting a reboot. Uh, they're doing an animated version of Mortal Kombat. Hopefully it's in ra- a rated R animated version like the HBO series okay. that came out that came out for Spawn. Remember the Spawn animated series? Yeah. Hopefully it's rated R like that for Mortal Kombat. I was never a big fan of that series, but yeah. I mean, it was cute. I was I was too young for it. Yeah, I never went back and rewatched it either. Yeah, I was too young for it, but I still liked it. Okay. 
So hopefully it's like that moving on. All right. So finally, we're going to get to this. So we're going to see Glass next week. Yep. And if you would have asked me beforehand, Glass would have been, and I guess technically it still is because I haven't seen it, but I'm like, eh, maybe this makes it, bumps it off a little bit because now I'm not as excited. Glass would have been on my top 10 most anticipated movies of 2019. But the uh, because it comes out next week, the embargo's lifted, reviews have been coming out. And as of right now, what do you th- uh, guess what percentage Glass sits at at Rotten Tomatoes? Or do you know do you know already? I don't know. Okay, guess. 80. Nope. Higher or lower? Lower. Lower? Fuck. 60. Lower. Oh, fuck, <laughs> man. 40? Lower. Oh, <laughs> man. 20? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, way. okay. Well, that's still bad. 30? 37. Yeah. Fuck. And I was, like I said, if you would have asked me what I'm excited, this would have been on my top 10. M. Night. You M. Night. What are you, yeah. Sham Hammer's back. Oh, He's man. so fucking hit or miss. He's more missed than hit. Yeah. But he's been on a roll lately. Lately. Devil was all right. Okay. Uh, the Visit was pretty Split good. Split was fucking great. Split was great. Like, he's been on the upswing. And then... But now Glass... You know what it is? It's like he... He can't... When something's when 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 there's pressure on yes, him, yes, high expectations. Yeah, because everybody was ex- high had high expectations for Glass. Yeah, and now it's at thirty seven percent. It's like he gets too full of himself. Like he just loves the smell of his own farts. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just love. I'm just so deep. It's like when oh. it's like when he takes a shit instead of wiping his ass with a t- with baby baby wipes or tissue, he uses his own hand and then smells it. Oh man, oh that's really disappointing. This smells like the shit of a genius. <laughs> and all that, remember that bullshit he was talking about? Like, oh, it's my kids. My kids were in the, growing up, so I didn't have time to really write the way I used to. That was my excuse for my shitty movies. Nope. Nope. He's just shitty, dude. <laughs> but yeah, the general consensus for Glass, it says Glass displays a few glimmers of M. Night Shyamalan at his twisty world-building best, but ultimately disappoints as the conclusion to the writer-director's long gestating trilogy. So, that leaves me... I'm Granted, I'm still going to see it, but... It leaves me not as excited. Like, I was hoping for this like to have like a 80, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. What did Split have? Split had like an 80-something percent. Yeah, it was high, right? Yeah. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. So why, why aren't you talking since so I'm looking it up? <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just like, I don't... What? It, it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, if this movie doesn't do well, do you think this will be the, M, the end of M. Night... Will he fade into the night? Well, I mean, Split has 76. And then the audience score is 79. So, I mean... But still. That's not that high. I thought it would have been higher. I thought that. it was higher than that, too. But, I mean, still, for an in-night movie, that's still really good. Yeah, that's still really good. And 70, for, you know, for critic scores, 76 isn't bad. Like, that's that could go either way. What, a 37? No. Nah. <laughs> It's not often now I'll see a 37-rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes. And then like, no, even, it's a 90. My, at best, I'll probably be like, it's not that bad. And then even like, even the reviews that liked it, because you know, 37%. I mean, there's maybe like that sounds like one, 
like maybe four out of every 10, like you think 40%. So four out of 10 people liked the movie. So even the people that said they liked it, their reviews weren't really, it wasn't like they liked it. It was just like, eh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. That's not, it's not high praise. Yeah. That's not high that's praise. Not, that's not, that's not, that's still courage. Like it's, it's one thing courage. if you, if it's one thing, if you got most of the people that hated the movie, but then you got your few that were like, no, it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Like yeah. obviously movies are subjective, but for me, I really enjoyed No, the, even the people that liked it was just like, yeah, take it or leave it. That's not a good sign. <laughs> That's not a good sign at all. Ah, uh, get it? Because then my Shamland signs. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> so it seems like glass is proving to be pretty fragile. Nah, uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, well, you know, maybe we maybe we're wrong, and maybe it'll break records. Uh, all right, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, break. Records of shattering at the box office. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, even if it's bad, you know, I'm still gonna see it. So <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta know for myself. Yeah. That's a damn shame if it's bad though. Fuck. That'd be a damn shame. Cause like I said, most not most, but one. It's definitely it was gonna be on my top ten. And that'd be like a fucking magic trick of a fucking franchise to have. That's very rare. To be for Unbreakable to be great. For glass to split to be great, and then for glass to be terrible. Yeah, well, that's a shame. But I meant like um, the magic trick of, you know, how how often does a, a franchise get revived years years later and actually ends up being good? Never. Like Sin City, how long ago was that first movie? And then the sequel comes out, eons later, nobody gives a fuck. But you know, from from Unbreakable to Split, like. That was like a surprise. But, but, like, oh but, shit! It's but tied it, in. But it was it was a trick though, because we didn't know it was t- it it tied in. Well, what a we twist! It, yeah, we thought it was a completely different movie. That's a magic trick. That's like wow, you're bringing that old movie back. You're tying it into a whole universe. You're building a franchise unexpectedly. Like that's the type of shit that you. I've wanted for so many so many movies. Remember Life, that movie with Ryan Reynolds in space, that weird organic thing people thought was going to be Venom or whatever. Oh, I didn't actually see that. I thought you were talking about with Eddie Murphy. No, 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 no. Life, life. Ew, no, what? <laughs> no, it was a horror movie called Life. Uh, you didn't see that. It's just too black. No. Do you know what I'm talking about? That movie Life? I, yeah, I've seen the trailer. I, I didn't see the movie, though. Well, a movie like that, people were speculating was going to be a Venom movie. You know what I mean? Because, like, oh, it's an alien creature that's like a symbiote-esque. It kind of invades bodies and transforms people. But it wasn't. But, like, something like that, that's what Split was. It was a twist ending, guess what this movie actually ties into kind of thing. That's rare. And for it to all end up for naught. <laughs> all of that goodwill for naught. Oh, well. But we'll see. We'll see. That's right. it? No, nah, I'm going to end on this one. So, since I was like, eh, I don't want to end on a downer. But then I was like, I'm not going to talk about this because we don't know. But yeah, but I'll bring it up. So... Even though it's not a movie, one of our most anticipated things of 2019 coming out in April is Game of Thrones. Yeah. And so the CEO of HBO came out and said he actually saw the final six episodes of Game of Thrones. And he said, it's a spectacle. Another news. Water. Wet. (laughs) It feels like... uh, David David Benahoff and D.B. Weiss have done six movies. The reaction I had while watching them, 
I'm watching a movie. They knew the bar was high. They've exceeded the bar. I've watched them twice without any CGI, and I am in awe. Everybody's in for an extraordinary treat of storytelling and of a magical, magical production. <laughs> Is that a play on words? Magical. Magic, yeah. Magical, magical. Magical, magical. So, okay. yeah, six movies. I mean, they're all eight, supposed to be like 80, 80 minutes long. I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm also still kind of nervous. Because I'm like, even if they are making the show longer, I'm like, six episodes to me doesn't seem like it's enough to wrap everything up. I'm like, even when last season ended, the Starks hadn't reunited yet. Like, there's a lot of stuff that needs to wrap up that I feel like it's not enough. Like, six episodes is not enough time. Even even if they make the episodes longer, that's to me, it still doesn't feel like a lot of, not enough time. It feels like it's in a rush. Because that's something I felt it like. Because remember, we had that complaint last season. Like, as they got towards the end of last season, things just started to rush. And it was like, eh. I don't know. I feel like where they are, you could be right. But I also feel like if they do it right, it could work out. Because it's really just the battle is left. Like, one battle. Granted, the biggest battle ever, but for six episodes, yeah, it's the battle an hour and plus. It's the battle, and they also got to solve the whole Game of Thrones aspect, and they still got to the Starks got to re, like. But I now said, it's just Cersei have, versus everyone. I was gonna say, but like I was saying, it's, it's the battle, the Game of Thrones aspect. We haven't seen the Starks reunite yet. Well, you say that they're gonna just that, that's how the episode one's gonna start. John's gonna come back, and there's gonna be Arya and what's her face there, Sansa, reunioned. Episode one, five minutes in. Then ten minutes in. Hey, by the way, did you know she's actually Danny's actually your your aunt? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you got five plus episodes for just a a giant battle. And I feel like it's somewhere in there you can wrap up the the the, the, the Cersei story. If maybe I don't know how they're gonna do it. If she's gonna die before the Night King, if Night King's gonna die before her, maybe she'll be the Night Queen. Who knows? I don't know. But I feel like that's a lot of time. Because it's just the battle left. And it's not like it's a an interesting, like, varied villain. It's just zombies. No, he's going to talk. I hope he does something. It'd be weird if, like, there's no... Nothing there. Like, you know, I mean, you gotta... There's a lot of mystery around the Night King and, like, who he is and, you know... Are you, there gotta be some kind of explanation. It's something. Gonna be, it's gonna be Ned Stark. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm Sean Bean the whole time. I don't know. I just, I I think they could do it. Cause I feel like most of the things have already been wrapped up very quickly. I'm, I'm you know, I'm keep that in mind, but I think for the most part, a lot of it's already been done. Six episodes of battling, but I'm still you know, every episode, but I'm still very, I'm still very excited. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, I'm very excited. Down, 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 down. Mommy's alive. Mm, 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 mm. Oh my god. Mommy's are alive. <laughs> Mommy's alive. I mean, that's technically how, what what happens at the end. The the, the, the walkers. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to Arya and Sansa to get like crazy Mommy, armor power ups. Mommy's alive. Oh, it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> more 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 Arya than Sansa. Mommy's alive. It's tight. <laughs> it is. Man, that's it. Okay. All right. Well, looking forward to that. Next week we've got uh, little. <laughs> no, we don't have little next week. <laughs> we got Punisher and uh, what's it? The, not Split. Glass. Glass. What else? Io maybe. Io maybe. 
Young Justice. Young Justice. Yeah. We've got some things. Uh, which one are we going to do? Are we going to do Planet Eat? What the fuck? What the fuck is it Planet called? Planet Eater? Godzilla? What? <laughs> no. Uh, Peter Pan. Promising Neverland. Oh, the animes. Are we going to do... Roar, 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 roar. Hmm. Well, the other one's only one episode. Row, row, row is only one episode. Let's watch that one. That's the one with the demon organs. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. And then if we like it, you know, we'll stick with it. But then we get to check out the Promised Neverland the next next week. Sounds good. Row, 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 row. Do, row, 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 row. Sounds like a, like a dog that's like going. Row, 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 row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, let's get out of here. Avengers like, villain Thanos dusts the Simpsons. What? What does that mean? Is this Mandela? Somebody, somebody just tagged tagged me in it. Uh, where is it? This is thrilling. Oh, it's the Simpsons intro. Ah, Maggie's still alive. Wait, what? What? Wow, the Simpsons are totally fucking pandering to the Marvel fans. They are. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, <laughs> that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. I've been your host, Jordan with Michael. And we will see you next week. Peace. Bye. A little boy named Presley Mavis.